Let's go. Well, I'm totally turned off. (laughs) I'm aroused. Start start off the night with a little calming. I think maybe we should reschedule. Maybe tomorrow. (laughs) Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Me too. Daniel, are you worried or excited? I'm worried. Welcome, everyone, to Trailer Bark Podcast. I am Nathan. He is Daniel. We are cousins. Tonight's show could possibly blow your mind. You have to be worried or you have to be excited. You have to choose a sign. Are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. My lesbian radar is very strong. I take back everything I said earlier about puzzle pieces and vision. You can go fuck yourself. Wish you could hear the sound of my jaw dropping. You, are you listening? Are you fair enough as a person that we should have even ground? Right, sake. <sighs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to Trailer Park Podcast. Trailer Park Podcast, episode 73. How are you this evening, cousin Daniel, my blood? I am great, my blood cousin Nathan. What was what's with the carnival barking? Well, it's an important episode tonight. It's Trailer Park Podcast episode seventy three. Yeah, well, and I know I've, <laughs> I, I've I've made many a boast in the past, sir, about lineups and their quality. But tonight, tonight we're moving forward, sir. We're moving forward because January is chock full of garbage. <laughs> we are moving forward into the future. And we're going to capture some really great content tonight. Tonight's lineup could be one of the greatest lineups that we've ever had, ever, on Trailer Park Podcast. Are you telling me tonight's episode could be one of the greatest lineups Trailer Park Podcast has ever had, and you're pulling it from one of the most garbage months that we have ever experienced? No, I'm jumping over January. Oh, you, 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 <laughs> you just said fuck it. You put it in the fuck it bucket. I, I, I said we are at the barrel of the bucket here. <laughs> And we and we need to move forward. We need to find good content. I don't want to do a bunch of nonsense on this show. This show is known for its quality. The millions of fans of Trailer Park Podcast will be let down if we drink January's toxic goo. Mm. Oh, please. And and you know what? We don't do this show alone, Daniel. We have friends that do it with us. Mm, backup. Mm-hmm. Chelsea, say say hi to the fans. Hi. Amanda, come on. Give us, uh, give us a shining hello. Hello. And uh, intern, say your quick, your your piece quickly, please. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's <laughs> good. Was that a sound clip? I had to check my own hands to make sure I wasn't pressing a button. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was spot on. It was top drawer. All right, gentlemen, what do you got for me with seventy three tonight? You got any uh, gentlemen and ladies? Anything interesting about the number seventy three? Mm. It was a year in time. Uh. <laughs> sure was. <laughs> Sure got, was. It's I've also, got a good one. Down the food immediately. It's also oh. a degree of temperature. <laughs> 1973. <laughs> that sounds pretty hot. A possible weight a it's, child could be. Also a number. <laughs> like 19 pounds, 73 ounces. That is... 73 pound child born in 1973. Aren't seven and three both prime numbers? Hmm. That yeah. together make ten? <laughs> So the lineup is great, but the quality of this hey, podcast is going downhill Hey, fast. it's the number of days in a fifth of a non-leap year. Whoa. Whoa. That's the accountant talking. That's yeah. true. She knows. 
That's like when the that was aggressive with the math. Stretching time with really deep statistics. <laughs> it's a true fact. It's a true fact. Um, Nathan, here, put why don't this. You give us some real facts. Well, here, put this in your face and fuck oh, it. No. <laughs> In 1973, uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono uh, formed a new country with no laws or boundaries and called it Newtopia. Yes. And its national anthem, its national anthem was silence. Oh, God. Damn it. (laughs) The best. Only imagine. You may say I'm a dreamer. Yeah, I can only imagine someone instantly puking when they were when that was described to them. That just put a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> what? I, I want to go there right now. To, new, to Newtopia? Newtopia? To Newtopia. That's great. Uh, National anthems need to be over much faster. This is a great, yeah, great I, thing. My eyes rolled into an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I was just looking for things about 73, and I found the most interesting things in the year 1973. Yeah, give us some more. Um, well, there's actually two pitchers for the New York Yankees um, that swapped families. <laughs> in 1973, there was reports that they had wife-swapped, and they came out to correct everyone, saying that, uh, no, that's not what happened. We didn't swap wives. We swapped lives. They swapped entire families and then one of them said it, w- it didn't work out very fair because uh, one pair broke up and the other pair stayed together no oh. well yeah a wife isn't a person it's just a object in your life well yeah that you can swap but around. you can just swap around yeah, yeah. No, yeah but that also means that it's what everybody suspected which is that one of them really wanted to switch and lured <laughs> the other two into yeah. it yeah it means Wouldn't that, that be fun? <laughs> no it means that they all had a like an orgy together right yeah and two of them swingers yeah, and the other were. two were like, oh, you know, take her, leave it. And they're like, yeah. let's just swap families. Yeah, they were swingers. They spent a lot of time together. They hung out with each other. They gave each other fist bumps in strange ways in the locker room. And then, boom, hey, why don't we just switch wives? Oh, and lives? I, like, I like Amanda's take, too. Like, I was thinking the ones that wanted it were the ones that stayed together. Mm-mm. No, it's the other ones. No, Tales from the Crypt, Twist, <laughs> ones that didn't care that worked out in their favor because they're so mild-mannered that they were just really rational and objective with each other, the unit. <laughs> Well, that and also they got to really connect with one another with the, you know, viewing their former spouses implode. Exactly. Lesson learned. I'm glad we broke this down. Fascinating. 1973. (laughs) Do you guys have pizza 73 in America? Mm, Mm. Kind of wish we did. Yeah. Well, another fun fact. What is that? It's a Canadian thing. It's a company that serves, delivers you pizza. And what does the 73 mean? It is the mirror image of 37. (laughs) <laughs> He's trying to find out the relevance of why they're called Pizza Seventy Three. They were probably established in nineteen seventy three. No, I think shit. it's I think it's because of their phone number. Two seven three seven three seven three Pizza Seventy Three. Yeah. They only have one phone really? number for the entirety of Canada? Yeah. That's well, a little free that's, advertising. That's You're back welcome. in the day. Now how, it's now how it's terrifying a job it must be for the person at Pizza Seventy Three whose job it is to watch the laughs <laughs> of the license on that phone number. <laughs> Well, now it's 403-273-7373. That's like a Calgary specific. Oh, yeah. It would be different (laughs) in every... Because for me, it would be (laughs) 2507373. Okay. It's not as catchy. Yeah, it's not as catchy. Just like the intern. 
So yeah. yeah, I know where this is going. So sexual position for <laughs> seventy-three. Yes, please right. uh, take it away, Daniel. Sexual uh, position. A seventy-three is actually—it's not something you start. It's something that happens after you try to have like really amazing movie-style spoon sex. You know that kind where you're both like vertically against each other, and she's reaching her arm back and holding your neck, and you're grabbing and cradling her breasts. Yeah, when you're too but, tired to. But you realize that like no, neither one of you is really in the kind of shape to pull that off. Also, <laughs> so you start to like she has to like bend down a little bit more and a little bit more, and you're trying to reach for the breast, but you're you're not quite. You don't have the reach. You don't have the reach, and then eventually she's bent all the way. It's like almost you're just basically just having doggy style on your side because you're just both lazy. Seventy-three. Jesus Christ. That was a very detailed explanation. <laughs> I, feel like I, I feel like I was like kind of slacking on the last couple, so I wanted to really bring it tonight for the fan. greatest lineup you've ever <laughs> seen. That was fantastic. Uh, Daniel, any any uh, thoughts on movies that came out in 1973? There's a special oh, one here. I'm, I'm fishing. There's the greatest horror movie ever, Daniel. Uh, the Exorcist. Yes, that's correct. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Jesus Christ Superstar. No, it's S S S S S S S. And live and let die. And um, what else? The stain. You know what else? The Wicker Man. Really? Really? Wicker Man. The OG Wicker Man. Westworld. The good one, you mean? Yeah, the good one. I don't see it on this list. Me either. Liar. Might be a lie. It might have just come out the tail end of 72 or the beginning of 74. Mm. Uh, We'll accept it. I'll allow it. We'll we'll, we'll we'll bring it up next episode as well. We'll allow it. And we'll also say The Sting, a very famous movie that came out in 1973. And Soylent Green. Soylent Soylent Green is made of people. Uh, (laughs) I've never seen that movie, but I know the end. What? Battle for Planet of the Apes. Whoop, whoop. I just got the full box set for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're all they're all fun. Yep. And the makeup is so impressive. I can't get over it. They look so good. Even though like by the time you get to part five, the the budget is almost nothing and you can really tell. There's they're still like weirdly fun in this like political allegory sort of way. By the time I get to part five, I'm usually too drunk to notice. Mm hmm. Do you watch them all back to back to back to back to back? Always. Okay. Okay. Day of the planet of the (laughs) apes. <laughs> Two day of the Planet of the Apes. Okay. Oh, what is all this? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Does your box set have the Franco one in it? No. No, no, it's not because no. that's a piece of flying garbage. But no, that was not too bad. No. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, can you hear I my don't... voice? Can you hear how upset I? I'm not really committed to any anything about it. I just saw it in the gym. I was in the like. Oh, you can like run in here in the dark and watch a movie room. What? That's that's when I saw it. Yeah, yeah there's like a movie theater. They in just the gym. blast air conditioning in your face while you're in a treadmill. <laughs> yeah. You watch movies, a movie in the dark. Movies are always better when you're with subtitles. Working out because it really puts you in the moment and you're really drinking in every scene. You know. No, what? I'm usually gasping for breath and wishing I was dead. Oh, okay. No, the Mark Wahlberg remake. And what is that? That's, that's Tim Burton as well, right? Oh, God. Yeah, that's the one that's absent from every... That bunk, one is bunk, the piece bunk. of garbage. It's not part of either franchise. Yeah, and then it took a turn for like, oh, we're going to take the serious attempt at this. And you're like, I do, oh, okay. I, I do it. appreciate I appreciate that they didn't try to reboot it again. They just kept going, you know? Oh, so Franco was after Wahlberg? Yeah. yeah. Sequentially, or chronologically, when yeah. they made it? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. 
Let's move on. Yeah. Indeed. Academy Awards, intern. Tell me what happened. The very, well, it's, uh, the Sorry. year is 2001 for the 2000 movies. Um, and the most important thing here is that Nicolas Cage presented the award to Marcia Gay Harden for Pollock. And that's our Nicolas Cage connection. Mm. <laughs> well, thank you. Is that a thing now? Every episode. Um, <laughs> I just thought I would throw that in there. I was looking for interesting facts. <laughs> um, this is the year that Gladiator won a lot. Love Gladiator. And, Big Gladiator fan. And uh, what pulled up the rear was uh, traffic. And Love a little uh, tiger that was hiding and a dragon that was crouching. Big on traffic on fan. Racism. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, director went to Steven Soderbergh for traffic. Best picture went to Gladiator. Best actor went to Russell Clowe. Russell Clowe? Mm. Clowe, that wonderful man. So funny. Mm. Russell Clowe for Gladiator. Uh, Aaron Brockovich, Julia Roberts won for Actress. You know, really? she... that, was, that was in that same era? Why does that one feel so much older to me? What? No, those those seem right on time. Mm-hmm. I think Gladiator I remember... and Aaron Brockovich seem, and Traffic all seem like they're using the same film reel. Do you guys remember... When airplanes only had one TV screen mm. and they would just yes. play movies on it. Oh, barbaric. <laughs> totally unacceptable. <laughs> they played Aaron Brockovich and I was 12 and I hated it. And I think that's where my deep-seated hatred for biopics comes from. You might like it if you watch it now. Probably. Aaron, Aaron Brockovich is a solid movie. Daniel, have you seen Aaron Brockovich? Yeah, a lot of Julia Roberts tits in that. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah, Aaron Brockovich, Julia Roberts also beat uh, Ellen Burstyn for Requiem for a Dream. Oh, I've never seen that movie. That's a fucking shame. That, that, that really is, though. Yeah. I do have uh, something for Amanda here. Hmm. Yeah? Um, almost Famous one, uh, original screenplay. Oh, good. Oh, good. I yeah. like Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah, there it is. Uh, and then I guess the last thing, because I didn't mention it, uh, Benicio Del Toro one for supporting actor for Traffic. And Traffic also won adapted screenplay. Almost Famous was nominated for all the good stuff too, yeah? Like Best Picture and whatnot. Yeah, and he has that great sex they scene with Topher win. Grace. God damn it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I thought it came out of her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, it wasn't nominated for all the main things. But for best it was nominated for supporting actress. Oh. And screenplay, those are the big, oh, the big ones. It, was not it won what mattered. It's fine. It's so good. It's the best movie. If you haven't seen it, to the cool million, watch it right now. Turn this podcast off and start it. <laughs> Do it. See ya. Don't even come back to it. This, the watching it is more important. It has infinite rewatch value. Even if you don't like it that much, you'll watch it again. Let's, uh, let's take a gander at what's inside the news tube. See if anything's in there. You guys ready? <gasps> yes. Tube me. Well, Your Highness, guess this is it. That's right. Don't get all mushy on me. So long, princess. Okay. <laughs> so, everybody knows uh, Carrie Fisher has died. Mm-hmm. But did you know that Disney took out a huge insurance policy on Carrie Fisher in 2012, and they're reportedly going to get a payout of up to $50 million from her death? <gasps> Who wrote the insurance policy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Does anybody know? Who wrote it? I have no idea. <laughs> I just That's right up your alley, right, Amanda? AIG Life, I just want to know. 
sad, sad sack uh, just thought this was important and, and wanted us to talk about putting out insurance policies on uh, on actors' lives. Uh, <clears throat> I, I bet honestly that they probably crunched the numbers. Like it, it'd be nice to think that they were like, yes, yes, it's been it's been long enough since we took out the policy that no one will be suspicious when we murder her. <laughs> but I, I think what actually happened was like. I, Honestly, is everyone here surprised she's not dead yet? Let's go ahead and take out a policy. Like, I think it was more like that. Mm. Yeah, the way she lived her life. Yeah, well, let's get a policy on this bitch. Yeah, and it, so they bought it five, well, four years prior to her death. The premium was probably they, they want super high. They want I mean, to make sure they got at least episode seven out with her in it, and then after that, they were like, "Whew, yeah, if you want to go ahead and keel over, we're good." Do, what do you? What are the? Um, what do you think? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. So. Do you think she actually died in the next movie well, or she... that they're going to make her die in the next movie? I hope they make her die. I don't like this CGI'd human being crap. No, let's, I hope they do that for like an entire movie. But they nine, wrote, nine is just CGI. Imagine the cost savings. Or be even more awkward and just recast her. Is <laughs> with, be with, super offensive. With, with, Ellen, with Ellen Burstyn. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, Judy Dench is now. <laughs> Guys, Carrie Fisher has died. Let's show some respect. I did see that there's like some petition or some push on the interwebs for Princess Leia to become like one of the Disney princesses, which I'm totally behind. I think that's great. Like she's an early like, you know, tough chick, gun wielding, like, you know, I think that's great. I think that they should totally put her in the, you know, Belle, Jasmine, wheel, whatever. Put her in there. Put her in there. Pre-coke addict. Pre. Yeah. Yeah. Pre lesbian, pre, yeah, pre, pre affair with Harrison Ford, pre. I know who did the insurance policy, Amanda. Who did it? I had the sad sack steam go out. (laughs) 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 Okay, it's exceptional risk advisors. Do you know them? No. Mm. They're probably out of the UK. ER, (laughs) New Jersey. Oh, they're out of New Jersey. USA. Mm, Okay, you win. They're going under. Anyway. I <laughs> I didn't win. Sad Sack yeah. provided me that information. Yeah. The CEO of, of uh, Risk Advisors is like, God damn it. <laughs> Why? Yeah. You bitch. Something like that. That's the risk pool game, you guys. If you ever want to talk about it, I'm ready. <laughs> I would love to. Like Let's one do guy in a- the office like, Gulp. We also have one on Debbie Reynolds, sir. <clears throat> I mean, oh, uh, we're, we can't talk oh, about this. God. We got to talk about this at other times. Hmm. Okay, uh, Daniel, it's time for the Q and A session. Daniel, there are some really important questions that Nathan needs to ask you. So I'm sure Daniel and the intern can remember uh, back in early 2016, uh, we did a little segment on Trailer Park Podcast about the box office bomb. Uh, And we discussed discussed what the best bomb of 2015 was, and we discussed what the best bomb of 2016 was going to be. And we're going to do it again. But yes. we're also going to replay our conversation from Trailer Park Podcast 48 <laughs> to let everybody know who predicted what. <laughs> okay. It's, it's about a four-minute clip, so everybody can just sit back and enjoy. Uh, maybe give me a little doodle-loo, doodle-loo, 
All right, here we go. <laughs> What do you think the biggest box office bomb of 2016 will be? Ooh. Gods of Egypt. And you can ask any questions you want about the movies. As is, we, that a, as we go. is that a Scott movie? No. Gods of Egypt is directed by Alex Proyas. You may know him from uh, the movie Knowing, starring Nicolas Cage. He was the writer mm-hmm. director of that. Wow. Uh, it's about, you know, gods in Egypt fighting each other, it looks like. Did you see it? Did you see it in the numbers? Stars uh, Gerard Butler, Rufus Sewell, uh, the guy from the, Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. Oh, all the guys can't catch a break. Chadwick Boseman, who's kind of on the rise. Um, so there's one. And then uh, what about the fifth wave? The fifth wave. What is that? That is an apocalyptic alien movie. Oh, Chloe, yes. Chloe I Grace saw this. Moritz. I thought it was a television series. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Hit Girl versus Aliens. Yeah. I was like, is this Heroes Reborn? What is this? <laughs> uh, the remake of Ben-Hur. Who's in that? Finally. A uh, guy from Boardwalk Empire. Probably don't know who he is. Bushimi? No. <laughs> no. He's guy. got that classic Roman look. No, the guy with half the face. Jack Houston. Uh, Jack, oh, I was going Mel Gibson. Hmm. Uh, the Legend of Tarzan, the new Tarzan movie. There's some like hot young guy in this, right? Yeah, Alexander yeah. Skarsgård, and uh, I think uh, what's her name, Margot Robbie. Where else do where, where else do we know them from? Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, uh, he was the uh, I think what like stepfather character that was having sex with the young girl in the teenage of a or the diary, diary of a teenage, of a teenage girl. girl. Okay, <laughs> and Margot Robbie, not Margot Kidder. No, Margot Robbie from... It's different when you're sleeping with a director, you know? (laughs) Right. Yeah, bring that back. Black Black Christmas, everybody. It's still a bit of a hangover here. Uh, And and finally, Warcraft. Yeah, Nathan, Nathan, who is this for? You and I, we both played a lot of this game. We had our fun. We had time with this game. Do we want this movie? Wow, do you ever. I don't think anyone who plays (laughs) World of Warcraft or played World of Warcraft wants to watch a movie about it. I think they want to just keep playing it. Yeah. It looks so good, though. I just saw the trailer. It looks like it's they put a lot of effort into it. It's it's my pick. I'm I'm picking Warcraft for the biggest bomb. Yeah, and it's going to be, oh, yeah, most likely. It's going to be a 90-minute cut scene. I'm going to guess it's going to get a whopping 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. My, my second choice would be the fifth wave. Uh, one of those two. Warcraft or fifth wave? I th- I'm thinking I Tarzan, with- people will go because he looks like he's got some charisma. It actually looks okay. Ben-Hur, I haven't seen a trailer for yet. And Gods of Egypt, I haven't watched a trailer for yet either. Uh, but I'm going to say Warcraft and Fifth Wave myself. I'll do this in order. So Biggest Bomb, Warcraft, then Gods of Egypt, then the Fifth Wave, then Legend of Tarzan, and then Ben-Hur. That would be how they bomb out. Hmm. <clears throat> okay. That's interesting. That's not a bad list. Yeah. That's not bad at all. Yeah, I will go with... Warcraft being the biggest bomb because people that are super into Warcraft are not going to want to stop playing Warcraft to go see Warcraft. So they have no demographic. And then it's going to be that fifth wave movie. And then, you know, who gives a shit about the rest? Yep. See, Daniel's with me. Yeah. That's fine. You're related. Yeah. No, we stay together. We, yeah. we, we're united. Yeah. As long as there's another person around for both of us to gang up on, then we are like mm-hmm. so close. The second you're gone, Andrew, we you turn guys, immediately like, on each, each other. other. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
Okay. So, would you like to know what happened? Well, is, uh, is that you? Are we back? This we're is back. me, yeah. And we're, music. and we're back. Nathan? Yes. Are you saying, are, are, so for the bomb, is this like cost ratio? Like how much money yeah, they thank put you. into Lost? Because thank if it you. is, I'm guessing Ben-Hur. Oh, yeah, you I was mean, just saying that too. Thank you. Is intern. it a net loss or yeah. a gross loss? How am I calculating this? Yes, I agree. That needs to be discussed. I am calculating this. Domestic, or are we talking global? Mm-hmm. Another great question. What's the, theater? What's the no. theater release numbers? Another great question. <laughs> the number that I'm going with is worldwide box office minus reported budget. So this doesn't account reported for reported budget, reported estimate. Yeah, es- estimated budget. Whatever. Mm. Mm. It doesn't sound like a solid figure. Sure. Well, hold on now. Nathan <laughs> no. has an IMDb Pro Plus membership. <laughs> Okay. All right, fuck face. Um, put it in your face and fuck it. <laughs> or, um, if you don't want to, put it in your fuck it bucket. <laughs> if you feel like you're at the barrel of the bucket, you could always go this way instead. Um, yeah. No, there's other things, too. There's a, there's a marketing cost and everything that you can't really factor in because they don't release all that information. So we kind of go with what we have, okay? What's important it's, it's is garbage, that, but okay. Is you mean they're not public companies? All of us said Warcraft was going to bomb. That's true. And did it? No. No, it didn't. I worldwide, know lots of sad sacks that went to see that movie. Worldwide box office was $433 million and a budget of $160 million. It made significant money. And people liked it. Critics scored 28% and audience 74%. However. Oh, that's a goddamn swing. 24%. We should point out that the, that the domestic box office of Warcraft was $47 million and the international was 385 mm. Right. So, yeah. What so, do you do with that? Obviously, sh- they didn't make that movie for Americans. No. China loved that movie. That's not a failure. That's no. why we have to play the game differently this year. Mm-hmm. Right. The fifth wave, was that a bomb? No, it wasn't. Really? $110 million on a $38 million budget. Whew. Did pretty wow. good. And critics? <laughs> Thought even worse of it, 16%. Well, audience, no one, 39%. No one cares about the critic. I do. It, look at those numbers, though. In 110 million? Wah. Other, other than pointing out that the intern tried to predict what the Rotten Tomato rating would be for Warcraft of 4%, he was wrong. It was 28%. Yeah. Okay. That's right. And was Legend of Tarzan a bomb? No, it wasn't. What was the bomb? $349 million to an $180 million budget. They spent $180 million on making Tarzan. Hundred and what? Hundred eighty million. I'm trying to calculate the net profit in my head. Well, there's a bunch of marketing involved too. I've had too much wine. Probably didn't do as much. So, what was the biggest box office bomb of 2016, ladies and gentlemen? What even is left? Ben Hur. Is Ben Hur? Was it Deepwater Horizon? <gasps> Ooh. Was it Ben Hur? Was it Gods of Egypt? The Finest Hours? Billy Lynn's oh. Long Halftime Walk? I hope it's oh, that shit, one. It's Free bad. State of Jones. Or pop star, never stop, never stopping. No, that's a small budget. I'm going to say Billy Lynn's long halftime walk. Billy Lynn's long halftime walk. Grossed. Okay, yeah. Everybody the say that. The problem is, is that Ben Hur has been released worldwide, and I don't think Billy Lynn's long halftime walk has. That's just domestic. I think it's got what? I'm going Gods of Egypt. Oh, Gods of Egypt. Yeah. And is going Gods. Oh, well, actually, no, because I think it did well worldwide. Shit! No, it's but a hard game. It also, like, mid-state or mid-stage uh, picked up, like, a negative scale following. 
Like oh, people okay. started to watch it like, oh, this shit's like too crazy. It's, uh, you know, good, bad. I'm following Chelsea, Billy Lynn. I don't know. Gods of Egypt probably had a much higher budget than Billy Lynn. You know, you just get a desert. Billy Lynn, they used all new cameras. It's all oh, really? extra frames. They tried a whole bunch of new shit that was expensive. Is that the we one where like the kid was like making some sort of like you know him and case to message where he plays football without using his hands or something? No, no. When the when the door opens a crack, the light pours in. <laughs> That's my mantra. <laughs> it's Nathan's shaking his head at me. It's not Billy Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> Although Billy it's Lynn, her. Billy Lynn did twenty five million worldwide. And had a budget of forty. Ooh, that's Lost not good. Fifteen mm. from Oops, their that's estimated. A bomb. It only made one point seven domestic, all which of, is crazy. All of the movies I listed are bombs. Oh, I see. Oh. What's the biggest bomb? The biggest one. <sighs> yeah, I gotta say it's gotta be Ben Hur. Well, now that you know, that's not Billy Lynn. Amanda, you going hard on gods? <laughs> well, I'll stick with gods, <laughs> just because that's what I said. Daniel, uh, original answer, please. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> uh, ben Hur, please. Oh, Ben Yeah, I think that ben might be. That must have had a huge budget. And even my stepdad, who loves Ben Hur, was like, fuck that shit. What are you going with, Chelsea? Now that I know it's not Billy Lynn? Yeah. I'll I'll side with Daniel on Ben Hur. Ben Hur. Andrew, where are you going? Yeah, I'll go with her. Ben Hur. Okay. All right, well, let's reveal. Ben Hur grossed $88 million worldwide. What? Worldwide Great. and had a ninety-five million dollar budget. That so is not the biggest a variance. Bomb. A variance of minus seven. Not the biggest. So nope. Billy Billy Lynn is a larger bomb than Ben Hur. Still a big bomb though. I thought Ben Hur was more in that like ludicrous hundred and eighty million. I want to know exactly what you mean by budget. This this line production budget. So like that's the money that the studios gave them to make <gasps> the movie. Oh, so those are their costs, their expenses. Yeah. Okay, well, that's not a budget, but okay. All right, Gods of Egypt, 133 million worldwide box office, hmm. budget of 140, minus seven again. That's not too bad either. So right on par with Ben-Hur. Wait, what's left? Let's recoup. Deepwater okay. Horizon. What remains is Deepwater Horizon, The Finest Hours, starring uh, Chris Pine. Oh, I forgot all about that movie. Free State of Jones, starring McConaughey, and pop star Never Stop, Never Stop. Ooh. Ooh, now I'm going Deepwater Horizon. Man is going deep water now. I'm going finest hours because I don't even know what that movie is. Okay. Well, let's get Popstar off the table. Let's. Nine million worldwide box office against a $20 million budget. Ooh, that's not good. Minus 11 for Andy. I'm guessing Free State. Free State of Jones. $23 million box office, $50 million <gasps> budget. Ouch. So Just a variance, tell us what a the variance of $27 is. Million for Free State of Jones. Oh the finest God. hours. <laughs> the finest hours. $48 million box office, $70 million budget, $22 million variance. And your winner, uh, Deepwater Horizon, really? $113 million box office, $156 million budget, a variance of 47 The winner, Holy. Amanda. Why five? Why five? <laughs> the critics gave yeah. this 83%. Oh, yeah. No, they it loved it. It just came out. And the audience gave it 86%. Really? And it made <laughs> the worst amount of money. It's not it going to make that out. up. That's the newest movie. So? It's not going to make it up, buddy. Box office yeah, drops 50% by every week. It's over. Yeah. It's done. If it was going to make it, it would have made it early. I know. Nathan's parents love this movie. It's over. So It's because there's no oil sympathizers I, left in the world. Can I get an honorable mention to Alice Through the Looking Glass? Although it did not bomb, 
its predecessor grossed over a billion, and it only managed to do 220-something million. So, Fuck you. Fuck you, Allison, through the looking glass. Yeah, Even though I really like that girl. What happened to her? The actress. She was in good, in yeah. treatment. She's, 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 she's around. She'll be in other things. Good. All right. So what do you think will be the biggest box office bomb of 2017? Ooh. Need to line up. Our candidates. Monster Trucks. Oh, fuck yes. Oh, man. Wait, that's going to be awesome. It's going to be bad good. Fix our cars? A part of the January garbage. It is about monsters that live inside of trucks and make the trucks go in terrible CGI. And they spent a lot of money on this movie, ladies and gentlemen. Hmm. $125 million. It looks awesome. (laughs) It looks rough. Uh, Yeah, nobody you know is in it. And if they were, they would be embarrassed. Okay. Hey, that guy looks like Thor. No, it does have people in it. It's Barry Pepper, Rob Lowe, Danny Glover. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, it's going to be rough. Uh, Wonder. (laughs) I searched. I decided I needed to search a bit more this year for, like, movies that are special. Um, That's terrible. I have the same link. Julia Roberts. Wonder stars Julia Roberts and the young kid from Room. It's about a young boy born with a facial deformity and who is destined to fit in at a new school. And to make everyone understand he's just another ordinary kid and that beauty isn't just skin deep. No. No. It's another quirky movie. He's got facial prosthetics. Beauty is literally about your skin. Yeah. yeah. It's, kind of it's like that weird movie with that redheaded guy with the big face. Remember that? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, elephant Man? Yeah, well, yeah. That, that, it is like a variant of the Elephant Man, yes. But there's that, uh, what's that weird, like, 80s movie? Uh... Oh my! Never mind. We'll come back to it. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll come back. Okay. We better. Uh, Fifty Shades Darker. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm throwing this in there just to get a laugh out of Amanda. This. It'll probably make money. This girl, they cast is like a bombshell. Dakota Johnson. Dakota? Oh, she's so hot. I want her to be a better actress than is she, she is. <laughs> she I is know. hot though, because she's uh, she's Kate Hudson's daughter, yeah. No, she's Melanie Griffith and oh, Don Johnson's that. daughter. Yeah, you know, blocked. Isn't she the same age as Kate Hudson? Probably. That joke should have come sooner. Um, Flatliners remake. Hmm. What? The what? Flatliners remake. This where you like to near death. Yeah, something? it's a it's an old older movie, like late eighties, with Julia Roberts and Keith Sutherland about people that die and bring themselves back to life on purpose so that they can flatline and experience the other side. Does it work? In the movie, yeah, is the '80s movie good? I'm too it was young it was very song. popular and it was it was it was good at the time, but um, I don't see that this is going to have success. Here this we go. Not something 19, that should be. 1985. It's called Mask. <laughs> Eric, Cher, Eric Stoltz. Share share is in that thing. Are you Sam sure? Elliott. Yeah. And Eric Stoltz has this like he has this basically the elephant man deformity and he yes. goes to a high school and it's all about him dealing with it yeah that's exactly what this is except a younger younger kid it's like a mask remake but what about the flatliners remake it's gonna be a bomb why is it horror sci-fi because they kill themselves and then they get their lives get fucked up because they it's cross like over mach- machines or something <gasps> yeah. it actually shows you the crossover well it shows the, like the visualization of, of dying like they 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 die and they, and they visualize it yeah, for they have the like audience. Yeah, they have like a, a visual journey. Well, that's too bad. So we'll see what they do with because that. Because if they didn't, that might be a cool concept. But I don't want to see any CGI Doctor Strange nonsense. And uh, the Emoji Movie. <gasps> <gasps> Sorry. 
I'm excited. Forward. There was a short rumor that it was canceled. No, it's coming oh, out August my. August fourth, twenty seventeen. Goodness. Too much money to not release it. Yeah. yeah. No, this is gonna make money. It's gonna make money. Look at these kids. Oh, this is for kids. I don't even. The emoji movie is gonna make money. Yeah. Look at them. Look at all these kids. Because kids care about emojis. They do. See, they're gonna have like pixelate blur the uh, the eggplant emoji. TJ <laughs> Miller is embarrassed that he's in this movie. Guaranteed. They. Okay, kids buy emoji pillows. Whatever. They're fucking obsessed with this shit. Okay. It's not millennials. It's the generation after millennials, unnamed. Well, this is the best I could do, okay? 2017 looks like a better year. <laughs> Nathan, I, I don't think any of these are actually going to bomb. I think Monster they're all going to make money. Mo- Monster Trucks is going to bomb. I wonder Monster if Trucks 50... is going to make money. <sighs> yep. There's little Just kids that are going to go watch that garbage. You think so? Not yeah, as not, much yeah, as emojis. Then I'm going to go with Wonder. <laughs> I'm going to go with Mask 2. And that's not what I thought it was. I thought Monster Trucks was like a, a variant of the Fast and Furious franchise, but just with Monster Trucks. No. No. That's no. coming out this year. Let's talk about the Fast and the Furious. The fate. <laughs> the fate and the Furious. The fate of the Furious. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. The fate of the. Fu- I'm sorry, Amanda. Times Square Takeover. Fate of the Furious. I, I apologize. There's but that's not going to be a bomb. Transformers: The Last Night's not going to be a bomb. None of the Marvel shirts going to be a bomb. Justice League's not going to be a bomb. Star Wars Episode Nine. Come on, there's nothing out there that's going to really be a bomb. It's uh, another Fantastic Four movie. Okay, what, what about Underworld Blood Wars? Yeah, or Resident Evil: shit. The Next Chapter. Yeah. Man, is there nothing original? Yeah, coming Resident out? Evil. That's nothing the one. Original Resident Chelsea? Evil. Nothing. 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 It's all. Seventh installments and what? remakes. Monster Trucks is original. That's, well. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It is, <laughs> isn't it? So is the Emoji movie. I'm going to go with um, Monster Trucks just because I think it deserves a vote. What were the other options real quick? Emoji, Monster Trucks. Emoji, uh, Flatliners remake, um, Wonder, 50 and Shades Fifty Darker. Shades Darker. You can also sub in Underworld Blood Wars or the Resident Evil, the, the final chapter or whatever it is. Hmm. I'm going to go with Resident Evil, the final chapter or whatever it is. It's unfortunate, but it might be the Flatliners remake. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, you might be right. I'll go with Flatliners as well. It's just not, it's one of those movies that you want to create nostalgia for that nobody cares about having nostalgia about. Yeah, and when you go back to watch it, you're like, oh, this movie is like kind of corny a little bit. <laughs> it's like doing a Lost Boys remake. It's the same thing as doing something like that. Do you think anybody would go watch a Lost Boys remake or would they want to watch the original Lost Boys? Right. It depends air, if they uh, know it's a remake or not. You're airing oh, yes. on a generation that doesn't i don't know about flatliners okay okay i'm sorry enjoy the new one bunch of bullshit you gotta the chelsea's right that you have to factor in a whole generation of people that are like oh my god we have to go see blah 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 remake because you know have you seen the original it's awesome and none of their friends have seen it they probably haven't seen it and then they go to the movie theater it's like when they start remixing you're picking flatliners why are you devil's advocating no she's helping me (laughs) it's true killing me (laughs) it's like when rappers do covers of like old 70s and 80s songs and people love them and they don't even know that it's another song yeah it's depressing so we got a couple flatliners votes we got a resident evil vote we got a monster trucks vote and we got chelsea who's on the fence i'm on the fence and i don't want to give an answer because i don't want you to replay this clip in 2018 (laughs) you tell me i'm wrong (laughs) You're just going to replay only you speaking. That's right. <laughs> All right. 
Well, let's move on to the headliner then. Daniel. Big fuck you. Um, yeah, we're jumping out over the January garbage and we're getting to the meat of the matter. Let's, uh, let's check out John Wick, Chapter 2. I think about this every day. John Wick 2. <clears throat> Here we go. Welcome to Rome. Is this a formal event or a social affair? Social. How many buttons? Two. And what style? Tactical. Mr. Wick, do enjoy your party. How good to see you again so soon. You have no idea what's coming. You want a war? Or do you want to just give me a gun? not very good at retiring. I'm working on it. Uh, Amanda, worried or excited? I think it goes without saying that I am excited about John Wick Chapter 2. I think about John Wick every single day and have done so for at least the past year. Um, about the trailer specifically, I mean, it gives you everything that you want in John Wick, right? High-paced, up-close gunfighting, um, him in, like, tight, dope-ass suits. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the story is per se, although the first one had a pretty good story, a great revenge story. Um, this one, I don't care what it's about. John Wick's back in the game. Keanu Reeves is doing the only thing he's really good at, but he's really, really good at it. And that's just being sort of a silent, good guy action hero. You've got Morpheus showing back up. Also, Common, who is like top, I don't want to think about it, so top 10 hottest black guys alive on the planet today. I am so ready. I have been like, I'm not joking eyeballing the Alamo for opening weekend tickets because they already have Fifty Shades Darker tickets available for Valentine's weekend. I'm like, we we're doing a double feature, obvi. So until they get John Wick up, I can't buy tickets for anything. Can't wait. Excited. Can I can I jump in here, Daniel? <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> I want to um well, first of all say I'm obviously excited. It's John Wick. John Wick was one of the most surprising movies of 2016. It's like we wanted it to be good and it delivered beyond expectation, which is rare. And Keanu Reeves is one of those guys, like Amanda said, 
He's he's built for this kind of thing, and that's because he and it happened with the Matrix too. He's very f- dedicated to training for this shit. That's what makes John Wick so fucking badass is because it takes an angle, mm-hmm. this uh, close encounter gun violence, and just takes it to a level that only you know an actor like Keanu Reeves is prepared to to train for. And I've heard. I've read that he's he's gone above and beyond again, and he's he's worked with with more people and upped his game with the close encounter gun training, so we can expect some more crazy shit. And the original John Wick was directed by two uh, guys that were from the Matrix trilogy. They were stunt directors from the Matrix trilogy, and they've now dropped down to just one of them. But there's still continuity there. You know, it's still one of the guys from the previous movie. Keanu's there. Like she said, Lawrence Fishburne's coming into it as what looks to be like some sort of, uh, you know, old friend or some sort of old acquaintance of some kind, which is fun. Ian McShane's in this. They got Ruby Rose looking badass. They got Peter Stormar coming into this as well. Fuck it, guys. How could it be bad? How could it be bad? (laughs) Wait, Peter, wait, wait. Peter Stormare's coming into this? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love that guy. Yeah. I want to hear Chelsea. I want to hear Chelsea. <laughs> I gotta get. I gotta know. Okay, you guys. <laughs> this movie is fucking out of control. Yes. It looks. The plot looks loose. Yeah, it does. At it does. best. It does. Yeah. Read. Read the summary on my IMDb Pro membership. The continuing adventures of former hitman John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's it. There you go. But it is going to do the things that you guys have all mentioned well. The things it does well, it's going to do them well. The gun choreography is going to be impressive. Keanu Reeves is no longer a punchline in a running joke. I feel like he's back. He's made it. And he doesn't age. He is the same age as he was when he filmed The Matrix. He's like 50-something, and he does not look 50. Is he? Yeah. I'm thinking I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Great line from the original trailer. Yeah, Yeah. it's going to be... I'm a little bit worried that it might be like a Die Hard 2. The first one's surprising. The second one, you go to see it. Of course I'm going to go to see it. Of course I'm excited. But I've got this little conscience Mm. in the back of my brain. But Commons in it. (laughs) What? Right? Who's that? Yeah, unfortunately. The hot black guy in the trailer. It's a little bit of a downside for me. Click on him. I need to see his face. Yeah, it's a little... uh... All right. We're going to DMX Steven Seagal this already. (laughs) 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 All right. That's another excited from you, Chelsea? Oh, God. Yes. She's excited. Yes. I'm excited because I, I long for this cheesy action that seems to be devoid and... Well, plus he looks like he's getting injured in it as well, which is something that needs to happen in action movies. They need to get hurt. They need to get... That, yeah. That's very important. Yeah, it is. Tactical. <laughs> yeah, tactical. tactical. <laughs> Intern? Uh, I just wanted to let Nathan know that John Wick didn't come out in 2016. It came out in 2014. Thank so. you. Oh. Who's the auditor here? You or me? It's been a while. Jeez. Well, <laughs> wh- whatever. I, what did I make reference to watching it last year? So what? It was It was in a lineup of TPP, was it not? was we did do it it was the most surprising one of, of the first ones okay sorry it was one of the most surprising movies of tpp lineups there you happy? there we go jesus christ i'm happy Fucking now bastard <laughs> this movie looks like it's not going to be as good as number one so we all need to temper our <laughs> Buddy, expectations Daddy. temper them or you need to them? lower 
lowered expectations. Hey, if you're gonna nitpick, I'll nitpick. And then, and then it'll be great. Yeah, I think you're all like you're all up for a, a lot of disappointment right. with your extreme enthusiasm. <laughs> you're gonna want to come down excitement. to seventy three. Daniel says. <laughs> you're gonna uh-huh. dial it down to about seventy three <laughs> in intensity, right? Hey, I am excited seven plus for this. three equals ten out of ten, baby. Give me a high five. Whoop, whoop. Uh, I want to see some gung fu. I'm happy that John Wick will be back. This will not be as good as the first one. It's going to be a diehard too. Just say it. It's going to be fun, and there's going to be a third one. Daniel, lay this. Put this fucker in his place. I think I can encapsulate what what how everyone here feels, which is that yes, it's most likely this is not going to be as good. It might not even be the fact that it's not technically as good. It could be technically as good as the first one, but what were we expecting from the first one, and how how much did our experience with it contrast with our expectation? That's we don't have the benefit of that this go around. So our reaction is not going to be as extreme. So we might experience a little bit of a sophomore slump with this one. But I think like everyone here feels, we're just excited that this franchise is going to be a franchise. Mm-hmm. So, if it, ha- I, you know, I want there to be a third and a fourth. Like, please continue no matter what. It's all awesome. Keanu Reeves takes it seriously, just just like Nathan said. So that, that's all you need, right? Even if it's even if it turns out bad, you just need them to take it seriously. And they definitely do that. It's going to have badass music in it. I will say the trailer was almost trailer was kind of weird to me to be to be honest i'm excited for the concept of john wick 2 i think not so much this trailer i hear you on that the second trailer that got released isn't as good as this either so i'm kind of waiting for a final trailer to maybe blow me away from a trailer perspective but i hear what you're saying trailers yeah. got the elements there to to push the excited but it it does feel like they could do a better trailer yeah and like chelsea said uh <clears throat> it's you know it's it's definitely going to be um ex- it's going to be exciting Right, that, mm-hmm. that's all there is to it. It's going to be I've, exciting. Think hopefully there'll be like chapter three and a chapter four. I've I've read that a third one is going to happen, but I don't know about a, about continuing well, beyond that. As there's chapters, this could go longer than the Fast and the Furious franchise. That I love I love using chapter two as well instead of just John Wick two. I love the chapter two. I like that. Do you? Yeah, you get tired of of like just the sequel, right? Like. Chapter two is, I don't know, something about it that's kind of more appealing. They should just call them all John Wick and just not differentiate at all between any of them. Book of Shadows, (laughs) jump two. All right. We're now excited. And in the effort, in in the spirit of trying to um, pry a silver shard out of Daniel's hardened um, heart, uh, trailer number two tonight is Lego Batman. What? (laughs) (laughs) Flip, flip, flip. (laughs) Lego Batman. Here we go. Yeah. Uh You know what? It must be great to be Batman. Blushing super hard under the mask. Batman! Drago. Thanks, Batman! I can only imagine he's going home right now. Party the night away. Surrounded by friends and lady activewear models. Hey, computer. I'm home. I'm home. I'm home. One is the lonely. 
Chelsea, worried or excited? Well, I wasn't a big fan, and maybe I stand alone on this, of the first Lego movie. I think that this trailer and this movie is going to do a better job of explaining Batman than any of the other Batman movies that have come before it. So for that reason alone, I am excited. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise twist. (laughs) Chelsea only likes Batman when Robin's involved. I love Robin. Robin is like the comic relief. And to put a silly twist on Batman is, I think, exactly what the Batman franchise needs. Um, Yeah, I'll I'll agree with you on that. And I will mention that it wasn't until Robin came into the trailer that I was at all excited about seeing the movie. Preach. It was a little mundane. And then in comes Robin, just super excited, which is so so much more fun take on the character of Robin than like the brooding, I wish I was Batman. Ugh, ugh. And that's how Robin should be. That's how Robin is in the characters and or in the comic books. Yeah, wow. he just wants to help and Batman doesn't yeah. want it. That's, no. a great, that's a great conflict. It is. Nathan, you look like you disagree. I'm sorry, did Daniel say he was excited? Yes. I'm going to go you? ahead and say... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's not much so. I would say I'm not as excited as I was for the Lego movie. Why? I think the Robin Robin thing kicked me over. I'll go excited on it, sure. Okay, well... Wait, um, I want to delve deeper. You want to delve deeper into what? Why he's partially excited? You just have to take it as a win. Okay. (laughs) You don't... Don't don't push it. Hey, I thought it would be a a resounding excited, but you know... I was going for a silver shard in this episode, knowing that I would not be producing a silver shard because I am worried about Lego Batman. Only yeah. because I was Nathan burdened. Hates Lego. I was burdened with the Lego movie, and I couldn't. I had to like swallow my gentlemanly pride because of how much I didn't like it. I thought it was awful, and I think that this is going to be awful. And I think that the Lego Ninjago movie is going to be awful as well. The Lego the, what? Those not in the same area as each other. I don't know. 
I don't know. You play every single Lego video game, and that's fine. I don't understand it, but I accept it. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about this is that it's 90 minutes long. Uh, that's always a plus, yeah. That's a perfect yeah. runtime, yeah. It's a palatable runtime, yeah. Yeah, it's dealable. So if it ever get burdened, if if it ever gets burdened, I'll I'll be able to look at that with a positive light. But um, I've watched the other trailers for this, and oh, excruciating! Really? Oh. Well, that's not fair. What? Because this but trailer Nathan, is very good. You don't even good. like this. This is the trailer that they're doing. Well, this is the trailer that best sells it. I'm sold. Yeah. I understand, intern. You're going to say something about you don't like Lego, so therefore blah, blah, blah. But that's the same thing as, you know, Daniel saying, I don't like drama, so fuck this shit. Right? Or I don't like biopics. So this is my moment to stand on my podium and say, I don't like Lego. Fuck you, Lego. Worried. <laughs> <laughs> intern, decorate your, your tree with Lego. The best part about this movie is that there's not going to be any real people in it. <clears throat> I'm... No real people excited for Lego Batman. Ugh, you're exhausting. You own Lego. <laughs> you put together Lego as an adult male, and you love Batman. Just get it over I, with. I only make Star Wars Lego, I don't and care. I have <laughs> a couple of Batman Legos. <laughs> well, that's that's the adult Lego is Star <laughs> Wars Lego. God damn it! You do love Batman, though, don't you, intern? I like um. A, couple individual artists that draw have drawn batman yes you're an artist artist fellow i remember this um <laughs> this looks like it's gonna be fun though i like pantsless robin i like zelifanakis joker crying joker that was funny yeah that, that was that was a point for it amanda are you worried or excited for lego batman movie oh uh, <laughs> sounds great i i liked the lego movie fine i have no desire to watch it again um i'm with you yeah yeah it was it was good but i don't want to see it again and this one i think at least will be shorter i do think it'll be funny and it'll have cute parts and blah 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 but i uh, i don't want to see it so i'll just vote worried join me i don't want to see it either amanda that's true come to the dark side that's true I'm worried. I'm worried. Oh yeah. Sir. All right. Got exactly what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Got excited out of Daniel. Worried out of Amanda. <sighs> trailer number three, the fulcrum. Daniel, you ready for the fulcrum of Trailer Park Podcast seventy three? You're gonna love it. It's the only part I perk up for. That's not true. I got you in a good mood so far, don't I? With this ultimate lineup. <laughs> in positive mood? No? I thought you'd be happier. No, he's <laughs> unpredictable as usual unpredictable Amazing. and moody all right the fulcrum of trailer park podcast 73 is brought to us by m night Shyamalan, starring james mcavoy in split interesting Split. Here we go. Hey, pardon me, sir. I think you have the wrong car. You've emailed for an appointment two days in a row. Tell me what's going on. 
seen a case like this before. 23 identities live in Kevin's body. Did something happen? There's a flower on the pillows, a flower in the bathroom, like we're important. Who is that? Maybe she can help us. Don't worry. He knows what you're here for. He's not allowed to touch you. He knows that. My name's Hedwig. I have red socks. How old are you? Nine. The human brain is the most complex object in the universe. The only way we're getting out of here is if one of them decides to let us out. Aren't you the clever one? Hedwig, could you help us? Okay. I have a window in my room. Maybe you could show us. Oh, that's here. Now it's closed. Now it's open. Did you think it was a real window? So you could leave? An individual with multiple personalities can change their body chemistry with their thoughts. Someone's coming for you. of his brain. There is no limit to what he can become. Tonight is a sacred night. You will be in the presence of something greater. The world will understand that. The beast is real. things to people and he'll do awful things to you. All right, Daniel. Are you worried or excited about Split? Ah. Uh, so issue of trust <laughs> going on here and that is that really can't trust later era M Night Shyamalan. You just you just can't. Uh, I even watched was that movie The Visit, the mm-hmm. one that was supposed to be kind of his big comeback and while it's that coming was, up later on. While that was better than some of the rest of his shit, it was it was still like, meh, I, you know, I don't really need it. It's got James McAvoy in there. Love me James McAvoy. I do oddly though sort of have a very deep personal disinterest in multiple personality shit. What? You like Primal Fear? Primal Fear is a good movie Set just because it's, I don't know, it's more intimate and focused. This whole, like, Sybil, modern take on Sybil, mm. uh, I don't know. And then, of course, anytime anybody's acting like a little boy or, like, a person with disabilities, I have, like, a really, really hard time with it. It's basically equivalent to, like, a stuffed animal's gore scene. I have red socks. Yeah. Uh, it's just a bunch of some girls trying to escape, and, like, I guess the twist is that he turns eventually into like an actual beast and then i gotta watch james mcavoy like crawling around a ceiling i don't know man it's too much if i if i have to think this much about it i think i have to go worried lost the shard never gonna get a silver shard out of him lost the shard Um, as always next halloween intern (laughs) um i also literally just watched the visit for the update later on tonight. Mm. Um, so I'm fresh off of uh, Mr. Knight. Is that what M stands for, Mr.? M. Knight. It's probably Muhammad. Have you seen <laughs> his face? 
Beat me to the punch, you son of a bitch. Um, Are you fucking kidding me? He's an Indian. So An Indian. Yeah, it's like from Papa. from India. He's an Indian from India. That's probably Muhammad. Muhammad Knight Shyamalan. Let's, let's go with that. Go ahead. Okay, <laughs> racists. Um, and Preet. There you go. It could be. It could be. Malhotra. Yeah, let's go on. Baboob. Mahmoud. Oh, my God. Cutting all of this out. It's going to be clipped forever. So, um... Don't this forget to like cut this extreme later. Extreme fucking... Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, Doctor um, Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Yeah, extreme. Jekyll and Hyde and their twenty-five friends. Yeah, um, <laughs> where his body is actually going to change. That's the uh, the thing that I'm the most concerned about is him actually changing his body, which I, I also just read Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. You just read the first time that. Yeah, not that long ago. Just on the off chance? Like don't, the, guys, no, guys, guys. I had no idea this was coming. Don't so. don't encourage him. I was wondering why that came up because this is nothing. This is more like Sybil than not like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I don't In know. In Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, he literally turns into a different thing yeah, which is will, what it will reappear. Gonna do in this it will reappear in 2017 yeah but there's 21 different split personalities yeah, that this guy has russell crowe is playing dr jack what was that fucking mummy? show the many states of terra oh yeah united states of terra united states yeah. of terra yes i had a very difficult time with that show me too can't just can't anyway sorry intern when she became like the trucker guy <laughs> i was like <laughs> why why do they always have to dress like their characters. It's like to aid the audience, but it just pulls me out. Well, it's to aid themselves. Right. That's what you would do if you had multiple personalities. You'd dress know. differently for each And real personalities are subtle. So if you're yes. mimicking them, you would have a difficult time even distinguishing that one was switching to another. It wouldn't be like, oh, now I'm a little boy with so many problems. And now and I'm I, a fucking trucker in a truck. You like that? I'm yeah. And I had time to put on a cardigan to be the old and heels to be the old lady. Oh, guys, I'm with you. And why? Why do? Why are multiple personalities aware of each other? Mm. Yeah. yeah, they shouldn't. Because it's all in the one brain. Okay, sure. intern, yeah. are you excited Jesus. or what? But when you're one person, you don't think about other people that you've never fucking met before because you can't because they're inside the same brain. Continue. Anya Taylor Joy. Oh, here comes the Who's witch that? masturbation. Uh, Brings Taylor joy to my heart. And Who's my that? throbbing penis. It, it's the girl. Uh, it's the girl from the witch. Oh yes, yes. I'm excited for her. That's all. This is actually crazy that the intern's excited for a horror movie. I was excited for the visit also, which was a big disappointment. It's the actress that's got him. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I expect everyone else to be worried. I just find that multiple personality shows they don't they don't do a good job. They always yeah. feel kind of silly to me. Yep. I can't buy in. And James McAvoy is also kind of silly as a person. And I don't find him scary. I can't imagine him as being this beast, this ultimate horror icon that they're trying to build him up to be. So well, for that... He's only really been good in two things. What are the two things? The Last King of Scotland and Atonement. I just watched The Last King of Scotland. Uh, excuse me. Did you not watch Filth? Filth? I did watch Filth, yeah. You did, and you're saying that he wasn't good in that? What's Filth? That's a movie that Daniel burdened to me where McAvoy yeah. pulled off a great performance. Mm. Yeah, even if he didn't like the movie, he's pretty good in it. Yeah, he's awesome in it. Okay. You need to add Filth to your list. I just want this movie <laughs> to be more subtle. Shh. <laughs> I want it to be subtle, and it's not. And for that reason, I'm worried. 
Did you think it was a real window? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's awful. Do you want to help us, Hedwig? Okay. Okay. <laughs> and the pearl necklace and the oh the skirt hey. and the Amanda. Mm. Way Fuck. way in. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, I, I, okay, so like I get why everybody doesn't like split personalities in general, and I'm on board with that usually. But like, it, I could be okay with it, and I could be excited if there were only like three personalities. But when you have twenty plus, it's it becomes ridiculous and stupid and that's why we can't ever get on board with it like if you if we had a character who just had two well not just two but like three like competing things in their mind like you might be able to believe that and might get on board with that and be afraid of that but when it's like a constant revolving door of like random characters it's like oh this is a joke kill me now stupid yeah there's some that you can't even tell the difference between because there's so many you're like but this one's left-handed yeah and mcavoy isn't scary i i like him i like him in a lot of things he's not scary though so i'm out i could do it i can make mcavoy scary (laughs) (laughs) even in that cardigan even yeah even in it he has it i just don't see any directors using him the right way that's what is that is that all worries no it it falls to me it falls it falls to me i haven't given my answer yet nathan i disagree that um the masses don't enjoy multiple personality oh subject matter i agree people on this i think i think that um daniel hates it amanda hates it i think chelsea hates it yep (laughs) i don't know that intern hates it but i know that the masses eat this shit up do they yeah and and the visit was like his way back in. It was like his small budget uh, way back in to the, to the upper echelons of Hollywood recognition. And this is his uh, home run that he's going to hit. And it's going to be the surprise movie of 2017. People are going to love this fucking movie. Uh, James McAvoy is going to get accolades for it. And I'm going to say excited so that I don't uh, get caught with my pants down wow. on this uh, pending blockbuster horror well jokes success. on you i'm not wearing any pants did people uh, me neither <laughs> yeah you really aren't did people consider the visit a successful way back in yes yeah he is he's he's uh punched his ticket back in for now so either he hits a home run with this or he's done i know intern wants to talk about the visit later so i'll wait he got, until the, yeah, he got more money he got more money for this right like he they they opened their oh. pocketbook to him again you can tell because it's not a full-on found footage. Hashtag F-O-F-F. F-O-F-F. Full-on found footage. Although I do F-O-F-F. hate it when scientific characters talk about the brain's power. and unlocked his full potential. Yeah, the full potential. He's using 98% power. of his brain's yeah. capacity. It's, it's yeah, the full like reason why I've never watched Lucy. Yeah, Lucy, that Lucy movie. Well, if you watch Lucy, by the time she hits 60%, she's like a fucking galactic god so yeah she can like throw people in the air with her mind after the, after that it goes to 70 80 you're like i don't i don't understand the difference she could kill a yak from 200 yards away with a mind bullets a mm. yak did you say a yak that's a reference that she could kill she could kill a yak is that what you just said yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah she can kill a it's yak tenacious d line never mind you've got to buzz this thing yeah divisive divisive uh fulcrum <laughs> Ladies out, me out, Nathan and the intern in. 
It's a mistake. Strategic in. Strategic it's a mistake. In. Uh, trailer number four tonight is a gem that I've discovered. Uh, it's a movie called Detour. Detour? Just detour. Detour. Here we go. Do you have an area of expertise? You need something doing? I think it'd be something if someone were to teach him a lesson. If you could uh, cut yourself in half, when it's over, the two sides, they don't even know what the other one's done. You live your life clean hands. Would you do it? Yes. You made the right choice. If you hadn't come, you'd be sitting at home right now thinking about what could have been instead of what is. You're not the killing type. Is there a killing type? Yeah, and it ain't you. Where were we? Don't regret the things you do. Just the things you don't. Get me just right. Walk away from me. Nathan, worried or excited? There's something about this trailer and something about what they're doing with the split screen situation. And this Ty Sheridan kid, he's uh, he's kind of an up-and-comer. Like, he could be... I think he's the uh, the main guy in Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One, which is going to be really interesting. Yeah, he is Cyclops, a.k.a. Baby Tom Hardy. Yeah, Scott Summers, Cyclops, and Apocalypse, yeah. Something about him that's kind of appealing. And just something about the trailer with the split screen and the... Uh, there might be more to this. Like, this movie might be constantly showing you, like, alternate reality in, in some way. And it's also looking very creative, very stylistic. It's got the girl from Diary of a Teenage Girl, which Chelsea and I just recently watched, which we were really impressed by. And okay. something something's drawing me into this movie. I just, I can't, I can't say I'm worried. I, I'm, I feel excited about it. This is a great fucking trailer. Yeah, no, it's it's an interesting trailer. It's got good music. It's got good escalation. Kind of peaks at the end with this nice triumph. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 in. I'm all in. I, I I like this kid too. I also like that you mentioned the split screen thing. I was also picking up on that and liking it. And this is like at least what I was picking up on. This is like Spring Breakers meets Sliding Doors, and I like <laughs> it. <laughs> spring Breakers meets Sliding Doors. Excited. 
Yeah, excited. Can I jump in here? Go for it. Uh, just so everyone knows, uh, this up-and-comer has uh, come up in throughout the history of TPP here. So he started with Joe. Oh, shit. And then, uh, oh, shit. He was in then Joe. Then he was in the Stanford Prison Experiment. <laughs> then he was in prison. Dark Places. And then he was in Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Wow. And now he's in Detour. That's where I recognize him from, yeah. And he is also in X-Men Apocalypse, which we did as well. Yep. So He's been all over the place. So he's been Nathan in six. Loves- he's been in six yeah. trailers. He but, doesn't realize it. But I haven't realized. Like, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's we basically raised this kid. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would totally suck his cock in a public bathroom. Would you? Oh shit! Sorry, Charles. Go there. I was gonna say he was our baby. <laughs> it's a little incestual. Sorry. So, I'm not, intern, are I'm you not, excited or are you I'm, worried? I'm not actually gay. Uh, one of the problems that <laughs> I have with this wrong is with that it. it does look like it's going to be good. I really like that girl from Diary of a Teenage Belle Girl. Belle Powley is her name, and she is my spirit animal. She's awesome. Yeah, she is. Those eyeballs are fucking huge. Huge. The anime porn. Um, Don't yeah, talk about her physical like porn, appearance. That's um, so sexist and terrible. It looks like... This has been shot in a very limited environment. And to put words in Daniel's mouth, because he's done this before, it seems like it was shot with a low budget for TV. Yeah. What? That's the feeling I get. I'm concerned. I'm going to say I'm excited based off of the girl. I can't remember her name, even though you told me. God fucking damn it. Don't don't bring intern out to to have a good time. He'll just (sighs) shit on everything. All right, Amanda, Chelsea, discuss together, and then uh, give me your answers, Chelsea, then Amanda. <laughs> Amanda, you go first. Uh, I'm excited. I think that this little boy that the Carvers have raised <laughs> has a lot of potential, and I like the look of him. I like the split-screen thing. I like the tension in the trailer. I will say that at the end of it, I was like, I don't know what this movie is about. What is it about? But- but I'm okay with that. And anytime I see shots of the Las Vegas Strip, I'm in just because I like I like the um, you know the gangster, mobster, gambling tension, desert. It's so hot. I like the the, the you know the motif the motif so much that I'm sold on it, even though it could be bad. Um, I don't think it will be. I think it'll be entertaining and i hope that it hooks me early and that it delivers i will go excited this movie is the perfect movie (laughs) (laughs) 90 minutes r-rated it's the sweet spot and since you asked it is about a young law student who while grieving for his dying mother didn't know struggles to decide whether he should kill his unfaithful stepfather which does not come across in the trailer. He no at he all comes across that he's trying to kill somebody. Or he's yeah. deciding he's whether to kill somebody. Well, this is a split personality movie. No, you guys it's must love not. this. Fuck you're off, just, you're just wasting you're just time baiting. with that shit. Fuck face. Sliding doors. <laughs> it's different. It's different. Yeah. No, I'm with Daniel. No. It's, it's like sliding doors. This has some beautiful shots in it. I'm surprised and Gwyneth isn't in this. Only between fuck all of you. <laughs> not only between himself and his other self but also between him and Belle Powley whom I now love because Diary of a Teenage Girl is shockingly good right 
shockingly. It takes some really offensive and um, questionable content and makes it relatable. And she does a great job. The only thing questionable about this movie Hmm. is that it was entirely financed by England. And they had to get magnet film releasing out of Austin, Texas to distribute it. So it's a low, it's a small budget. I'm just saying. No, it was, yeah. Well, it's higher than usual budget for Magnet, which is what I noticed right from mm. the very beginning, which yeah. makes sense now that you say that they just are distributing only. Yeah. I'm excited. Fuck you. <sighs> Better buzzer that again. <laughs> Chelsea's excited. We all care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the final movie in our epic lineup tonight that has oh. produced so many exciting. Epic. Possibly um, the best we've ever had. Is well, it's a it's it's by request. It's <laughs> by it's by request from the intern. Oh. Don't oh god! Don't persuade them that way. They're gonna hate it now. <laughs> Hundred and sixty-one minutes. Oh, you sh- oh <laughs> jerk! Oh, right no. out of the gate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Martin Scorsese's epic silence. Silence. Here we go. Our Lord said to them, Go ye into the whole world and preach the gospel to every living creature. Ferreira is lost to us. He renounced God in public and surrendered the faith. That's not possible. Father Ferreira risked his life to spread our faith all over Japan. It seems to me that our mission here is more urgent than ever. We must go find Father Ferreira. This is in your hearts, then, both of you? Yes. Then I must trust God has put it down. The moment you set foot in that country, you step into high danger. For your glory is their suffering. It's too dangerous. We asked for this mission. Turn worried or excited. <laughs> well, I only like to request things that I'm really concerned about. Mm-hmm. Just have so many worries 
about Martin Scorsese's ability to direct about what looks like poor cinematography. A boot what? The uh, the score seems like it's going to be just really annoying. Um, everything about this just is, is so worrisome. I'm the most excited I've been about a movie on this. It's a boot <laughs> time. No idea pretty, where you were going. Pretty dry, intern. It's a boot. It's a it's a boot time. time. Yeah. Very dry. Almost English. How dry I'm you were. I'm two hours and forty one minutes of Scorsese jizz excited. Just had to put that. I want hours. I want Adam Driver to keep being in things because he's awesome. And excited. What was he from initially? Oh, inside. Yeah, Amanda. Oh. Amanda wants in here. I think. I got. I got to jump in right here. Let's do it, Amanda. Okay, Adam Driver. He and I are on like a very tumultuous journey indeed because he comes from and he may have had something before this but like i think that he started being popular noticeable um oh that guy he's from girls Girls. he's from girls which is lena dunham's shit show of a show Mm -hmm. that i'm still hate watching thank christ this season that's about to air is its final season i I can be done that the last season was the season finale. No. And no. I had I have closure and now I have to watch another season. Yes, we have to go back. We yeah. have to more. And so I have been watching Girls with Chelsea. Oh god. No, you and so yeah, I, I have. And and when he started to become famous, my reaction was this guy's becoming famous? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this mm-hmm. guy with this awkward face and these gigantic ears is oh becoming god. a famous movie star? This yeah, guy he has did. the face to become famous. Like uh, they all, we we need one. He's our new Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> he looks great in the rain in that trailer. Like his awkward, large nose and eyes and the right. and the water coming down. He looks fantastic. But you, you know, when you were watching him in Girls a couple years ago, you were in <laughs> Scorsese. What? No. 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 Right. But now, like, his character on Girls used to be, like, so weird and offensive and awful. And now it's like, oh, he's, like, actually the only person I like on the show mm-hmm. and everybody else I hate. And now he's super famous and he's in everything. And him he's and a friend. And now I like him. And now he's in this Scorsese movie, which I have heard described as an, air quote, passion project. Now, anytime a big director, actor, anybody, blah, 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 does a passion project, that's a red flag for its trash. Because (laughs) I'm passionate about sculpting. I'm bad at it. Just because you love... You think Scorsese's bad at making films? Hey, hey, it's a subject matter passion project. Shut your fucking mouth, intern. I'm going to shit all over you in a minute. Is anything about this movie like any of his other movies in terms of the content of it? Yes. This is like the third one. So there's um, Uh, The Last Temptation of Christ. uh, Trash. Nobody watched it. Next. Uh, You're not going to like the other one then. So this (laughs) is the last one. So you're probably right. You won't like it. It's fine. The world won't like it because he's not celebrated for The Last Temptation of Christ. He's celebrated for... All of his gangster movies. Thank you. All of his like tits and ass and drugs and violence and that stuff. That's what he's good at. Yeah, good fellas. Casino, taxi driver. He's not. This is just his. Anne Rice. Anne Rice writes vampires, but she also has these like weird angels and demon stuff that people read. Yeah, because they like her and it's fine. That doesn't mean it's not what she's good at. She's good at this other stuff. Intern. What you're good at. 
Last Temptation of Christ and Kundun. Yeah. Intern, do you do you have a in, lot of Academy? Intern, do you have Kundun on your movie shelf? Yeah, I do. <sighs> God, that backfired. You can't reason with someone <laughs> who is dedicated to suffering. <laughs> you have Kundun on your movie shelf. You're entitled to say you're excited. I'm sorry, I got nothing left. I was gonna shit. <laughs> you always it every night. I was gonna shit all over this movie, yeah. but Andrew's passionate. <laughs> I like Adam Driver. I hate Baby Spider-Man. It's probably okay because it's going to be fine. I'm worried. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll get in here too quick before the, the, the shitting on commences. I guess, cause I, cause that's not what I want to do. I'm not here to shit on. I, I, I understand that Intern is very excited about this film and I don't mean to interrupt that whatsoever. I am not excited about this film. Uh, just because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into ancient Japanese culture. I'm not into any of the actors that are in this movie. I like, I like Adam Driver. He's a very interesting looking character and I, actor, and I hope he continues to have sex, uh, success in the future. But <laughs> please, please, somebody have sex with Adam Driver. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. This sort of weird Scorsese Last Samurai. I'm not really understanding. Like they're there to be like. Missionaries, like Christian or Catholic yeah. missionaries, and they get they're there to lose their faith. They Guys. get tortured into or out of their faith, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, 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 I assume it's bordering on three hours. Worried. The first time. <laughs> Go ahead, Chelsea. <laughs> Two hours and take, forty-one oh minutes. Take luck. The, take the take the floor. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I'm not excited, but yes. <laughs> this is, trailer is growing on me. The first time I watched this trailer, I had a very repulsive, I recoiled aggressively the first time I saw this. This is now the fourth time I've seen this trailer, and I don't think it's total shit. I mean, it's possible that when you're trying to brainwash other countries into celebrating Christianity or Catholicism, I don't know the difference, um, that... It could be interesting. It sounds like it's about him losing the faith. They're crucifying people in the ocean. That's kind of a cool scene where people are drowning on crosses. Right? Right, guys? Right. Yeah, that would be cool. The, the trailer is actually pretty good. Uh, it his is. Young Spider-Man's beard looks fake, but otherwise yeah. I was engaged. <laughs> it's more just the topic, I think. Yeah, the- I think. It's the topic. It's the runtime. And the runtime is bad. It is rated R. That's a good rating for a movie like this because it could e- easily be PG-14. That means some shit is going to go down. I just really hope that at the end when that guy gets chopped, it's like Yojimbo and there's this huge spurt of blood that comes out. I just really hate white people in Asian culture. Like right? The Last Samurai. This is going to celebrate that. The Last Samurai, I can't buy into it. Even though it might have merit, Tom Cruise looks ridiculous in a samurai outfit. Yeah, he does. He and does. I think that sentiment carries through to this movie, so I'm worried as well. Okay, intern. Time to have it out. Um first of all, I'm I'm gonna say that I'm excited about silence. So I'm I'm in your corner. I'm excited because Finally. this this movie looks like it's going to take religion and hang it up on a crucifix. Yes. It looks like it's gonna take two priests who are trying to propagate Catholicism and and uh hang them pretty much, uh, by their hands with nails uh, in Japan. And that's great to me. I want to watch 
Catholic propagators get killed. I really want to watch that. And I think that the reason why Garfield has that beard is because he's supposed to be a, a Jesus lookalike that's going to get fucked with. However, um, I don't like the way that you presented yourself this evening with your whole uh, jerk-off session to Martin Scorsese, and it almost made me go worried. I was this close to just saying worried just to spite you because you were just like jizzing all over Scorsese when Amanda's right. He's famous for Departed and, you know, Goodfellas oh, and come Gangs on now. in New York. Daniel's favorite movie is Bringing Out the Dead. He's, he's famous. Dead. You like Wolf of Wall Street. He's not famous for Kundun and for Silence. And he won't be famous for these movies. He'll be famous for his gangster movies. So quit trying to make it sound like just because Scorsese touched it, it's fucking gold. He's a great no, director, and this could be good. And I'm interested in a two-hour and 41-minute drama history. But no. I understand why everyone else here isn't. If you go through the movies that you like of his, I bet you there's more that are not gangster movies than are gangster movies. And yes, that is what he's known for. But like you as a person that watches movies a lot, his list of... like his filmography is rich what's that one about the clock oh hugo hugo big big fan never seen it no so (laughs) don't care (laughs) the wolf of wall street i would i would posit that wolf of wall street is essentially just like a modern day gangster Gangster. right it's just like an elevated gangster it's it's, not it's it's him and dicaprio hanging out together the aviator yeah the aviator okay okay is that a movie about priests that's two hours and 40 minutes long in Japan. Preston, no. why does it have to no. be fucking Japan? I'm just saying. It, I'm, I'm pointing out a that... It's real story. It's you like, don't, damn, you don't, these people are going to push their religion. Let's watch it for 161 minutes. I'm just trying to uh, communicate that I was offended by your approach tonight with your <laughs> with your dry sarcas- Scorsese uh, jizz fest. I want to hear intern be like really pumped about something. Yeah. Like was this is me being pumped about something. He is really pumped about he's this. So he's so offended that we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second part of Trailer Park Podcast. For Trailer Park Podcast episode 73, where we deal with the burden list and the intern archive update. And surprisingly, everyone has stuck around tonight for the second segment. Ladies, thank you for keeping your men company. We're still here. You're welcome. So you guys can stay tuned. <laughs> okay. Um, so, intern, this is where you kind of take over if you're not too offended by the attack with silence and do so quickly because yeah. i have a short attention span please bring your hostful uh, goodness bring your hostful goodness burden lists burden list a list of items that needs to be appreciated and require the insight and understanding of a gentleman in order to be removed from the list i feel like it should just be called the asshole list mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna it's a list of assholes that uh put movies on here to fuck each other is what really happens uh Chelsea, what's There's on? No, gentlemen. What's on my terrible, disgusting list that Holy Daniel has burdened me fuck. with? Yeah. Has Look Daniel at, fucked is, you? Yeah. If there was ever an asshole. Yeah. 
Yeah. You've got The Shining, yeah. the TV miniseries, oh. not the critically acclaimed movie. Mm. Mom and Dad Save the Planet. Ooh. Oh, sorry. Save Mom world. and Dad Save the World. <laughs> starring pedophile sorry. Jeffrey Jones. Yes. Starring That's a, a pedophile. Yeah. Poultry Geist. Oh, love, love that. Night of the Chicken Dead. Drink in that poster. Oh, wow. Wow. Is that riveting? Yeah. The Thing. An ultimate alien terror. John Carpenter. Welcome. Don't ever, Thank. don't ever forget John Carpenter in front of it. Thank. Oh, he might come. He just like appears at night. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of thin air, out of smoke. Like it's John Carpenter. It's the, the thing. thing. Not just the thing. I'm not even dead. <laughs> and Jack Frost, but not. The friendly '90s Jack Frost that you remember with the snowman, Michael some Keaton. sort of what you mean the downfall of Michael Keaton's career? <laughs> yeah, some sort of computerized. Uh, the uh, post. Just look up the poster on the internet, ladies and gentlemen. You'll we be don't dis- know what it is. You'll be as disappointed as we are. He's, but it's disappointing. He's chilling and killing though. That's I was actually like today or and or yesterday, probably both, but it's definitely today. Like I was like, babe. This list is terrible. Like he basically, Nathan basically has the thing, which is great, and Mom and Dad save the world, which I'm sure is fun. It's Otherwise, it's a it's disaster. Disaster. <laughs> and we already have watched half of The Shining. Yeah. And we can't yeah. muster can't the energy to like watch I'll, the next. I'll probably two have hours. to probably have to skim through the first half when I watch the rest of it. Um, oh. uh, Amanda, what's on Daniel's burden list? His nice, pleasant, happy burden list. He has. Brothers, uh-huh. Road to Perdition, yeah, um, Little Children, Little Children. Um, I gotta envision it. I gotta see the the posters. Uh, uh. Oh, Edward, Stone. Edward Norton Cornrows. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Edward Norton Cornrows. That's right. And whatever was put on the last time. Love and Mercy. Love and Mercy. The Beach Boys film. I'm Boys. feeling the good vibrations. Okay, Road to Perdition. Excellent movie. Mm. Little Children. Also quality, not as much rewash value. Mm. Stone, we were really hammered Depends when we how watched. How much you like Kate Winslet's okay. naked body? <laughs> this movie. Yeah. Little children's rewatch value for a man. Oh yeah, I guess if you like naked Kate Winslet, which yeah, I mean hey, Kate Winslet is a fucking babe. Wonderful naked. There's no get hey, hey. and wonderful clothes. Yeah, both. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good God news. fucking damn it! This is why I don't stick don't around for this second it. goddamn segment. <laughs> All right. So, in turn, what happens with this segment? Uh, first, you guys go up on each other. Then you guys go down on each other. You describe what so, it looks like to go up on a on a what 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 a what it looks like when a guy goes up on another guy. What does it look like? Well, it's moist and <laughs> juicy. <laughs> oh, okay. In turn, very wet. <laughs> <laughs> so lots right. of tongues and okay. fluid exchange. So yeah, basically, no. basically we we go to six. And then if we've watched a movie, we come back down to five. Otherwise, the burden just keeps growing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Got to keep on top of it. Otherwise, it just becomes overwhelming. Yeah. And then you mock each other. 14 hours of drama staring you in the face. Oh, well, it's better than 14 14 hours hours of of CGI. Fucking B-movie It's more like seven hours. (laughs) His, His movies are shorter because they're awful. Yeah, except for he makes no, up with it, the no, Shining yeah. TV miniseries, no, mini, which mini is six hours no, long. The miniseries was anal rape. He, I'm sure he would admit that. <laughs> that was oh, yeah, fucking absolutely. bullshit. <laughs> okay. He thought it so, was. He thought it was a movie when he put it up there. He didn't fucking no, know. He did. He, no, he, I thought it was two parts, not three parts. Yeah. <laughs> see, he didn't even think it was four and a half hours. He didn't know. Normally, you guys he's, have he's options. 
Do you have options? Maybe. Maybe. No. Okay. No one's prepared. Nathan, what's your options for Daniel? Okay, Daniel. After reviewing how dense my burden list is, I felt that uh, Daniel's burden list needed some density added to it. Daniel, would you prefer one hour and 44 minutes of sadness and grief? (laughs) One hour and 25 minutes of family reconciliation? Or one hour and 59 minutes of despair and hopelessness? The shortest one, I think, is August Osage County. (laughs) Or, as always, or as always... Moving forward, you can pick your poison by choosing August Osage County. County. Okay, I was like, it's a family thing. I think it's short. So once again, one hour and 44 minutes of sadness and grief, one hour and 25 minutes of family reconciliation, or one hour and 59 minutes of despair and hopelessness. feel like the short one is a trick. Could be. So I'm going to go with the one hour and 44 minutes of sadness and grief. Oh, you have chosen Reservation Road, starring... Mm. Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Connelly, and Joaquin Phoenix. Why? Haven't you already burdened me this? Reservation (laughs) Road? No. Revolutionary Road was the one you had burdened. That's the one I thought it was. That's about like... He's uh, never had Revolutionary Road either. Being in Nazis. (laughs) No. That's Peter. No. No, this is going to be a tough one for you, buddy. Yeah, you could have picked better, actually. (laughs) Oh, yeah, your life is pretty tough. I agree. Uh, all right, Daniel. Let's uh, let's pay him back. We give him some options. <laughs> well, yes, I did uh, commiserate with Amanda earlier about the, the state about me simply doing what this list is intended to be, which is to actually be a burden. Oh, it so, is. So to back off, I guess. I guess they should. <laughs> She mentioned Nathan is fragile and that he can't handle. That's true. An actual burden, so I, you know, I decided to taper off a little bit. So I have two quality options and one not so quality option. This way, you know, if you shoot yourself, it's your own fault. I like it actually. All right, and these are five star reviews. Oh. A flipping of the script. All right, option number one. I really enjoyed this film and can't for the life of me figure out all the hate. The acting was great and there were many twists and turns along the way. It kept my attention and was pretty darn suspenseful. Five stars. Sounds pretty darn good. Five stars. Uh, Option number two. This movie was shockingly good to me. I mean, yes, there are some cheesy parts. And yes, there were a couple times when I thought the graphics could have been a lot better. But this movie is like no other with this point of view. And option number three, despite the negative reviews, this movie was a punch in the face. I'm still recovering emotionally. I can say I now know what the frog felt. It was slowly brought to a boil. I'm reading directly from here. If it doesn't make sense, it's because they can't write. (laughs) The feeling of uncertainty and dread just slowly builds and builds. I'll stop there. Five stars. Five stars. Chelsea, what's your vote? It all sounds like a trap, but yeah. I'm going to go one. Okay, I'll side with my woman. One. For option number one. Oh, my God. I put this on the list. <gasps> I would like you to know that oh, no. she's the one that told me to go light on you, and you have chosen the unfortunate option tonight. Really? This is Stephen King's Dreamcatcher. Oh, I've seen that. Oh, I've seen it already. <laughs> oh, you have. Then we go to the oh. backup. We go to the backup. We go to the backup. What was the? What was the? Oh yeah, yeah. The backup. Okay, the backup is the Adventures of Pluto Nash. 
we don't get to choose again. You get to put a surprise one. That's not fair. We had a backup just in case you had seen Dreamcatcher. Yeah, but they don't automatically choose the Adventures of Pluto Nash just because you have to go to the the, <laughs> yeah. the, no. the that, waiver wire. That's not true. That in, in the past. And now <laughs> you must pay in flesh. <laughs> in, in the past, the person has just chosen a different number, and I would like to choose number three. Number three. Okay, okay. Oh, this is breaking all the rules. No, but that is that is how it has worked in the past. Option. That's not the point. The list is horrible. It shows <laughs> their face. Yeah, I agree with Daniel. I think uh, this is very ungentlemanly. No, Nathan. that's how it's worked in the past. In the past, when he's seen something of my selections, he's just chosen a different number. Because you hadn't previously set up a backup option. Oh, right? I guess we're watching the. Oh, so you just Adventures created a new rule Nash. to fuck me. No, that's fine. No, I'm not we'll watching. Remember this. I'm not watching Pluto Nash. Number three, please. Well, I'm certainly not watching any of this garbage, so. <laughs> oh, this one you might actually want to watch. This one's a good. Well, that's this fine. That's I had no intention of ever again bringing up Pluto Dash, but that would now be appearing on every <laughs> option. Forward. Or uh, as usual, you can we'll pick be watching one. The Invitation. It's a good movie. <gasps> Thank you, Amanda. Uh, You're gracious. This Thank is- you. That sounds great. I'm excited to watch The Invitation. I thank you very much for being a gentleman about it. Um, Just give us something good. I remember the most disturbing thing about Dreamcatcher was the uh, shitting of their... Uh, there was uh, something to do That's with shitting. Alien? Yeah. It's like, like, like shitted shit their, aliens. No, they shitted their innards out yes. into the toilet. It was yeah. awful. I watched this when I was like 12 no. and very impressionable. I have this like traumatic fear of like shitting my stomach out of my asshole. And that I remember that movie just traumatizing me in that scene. It was terrible. Oh, my dad would let me fucking rent anything. Because it eventually has nothing to do with... Shitting? With asshole shitting aliens. (laughs) and has everything to do with a deeply dramatic storyline of Morgan Freeman being a long, 40-year-long alien hunter. (laughs) No, I don't remember. All I remember is alien shitting in the middle of the snow. Yes, then it becomes like grand scale, and it's about Morgan Freeman and that drug addict... What's his name? Uh, anyway, some 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 now drug addict uh, actor uh, just engaging back and forth in dialogue about how long they've been fighting aliens. It wouldn't have been that bad. Dreamcatcher would have been all right. Yeah, it would have been. Uh, no, no, you would trust me. Really, uh, we've forgotten. You've you forgotten. you just didn't see it. I think the first time. <laughs> well, I was young. This movie is like fucking atrocious. It's zany. Uh, why would you burden it? It's like it's borderline unwatchable. <laughs> Thank you. Because he well, enjoys no, I, unwatchable I, things. I thought it was a good choice because it was like, you have to, because so much money and good talent was put into it that it's like, how how did this happen? Yeah, I've never seen how somebody did... with such presence, like Stephen King, like such a big name. Like every every time, every... He, every time he tries to do something where he's involved, it's just <clears throat> it's this big debacle. Yeah. Can't understand Shit. the difference between books and movies. And he hates mm. The Shining. Mm-hmm. And so we made this yeah. terrible mini yeah, don't, series don't. that's unwatchable. We're we're trying. We're trying. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I try. Oh. To bookend me with Stephen King disaster, <laughs> asshole. Unbelievable. Thank God. Thank God I watched it and we followed the normal rules instead of inventing new ones like an ungentlemanly uh, prick face. There were any established rules. Simply, I was prepared and you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you should watch. Wait, continue. Road to Perdition. You're going to like it. We don't know what he's watched yet. In turn, what happens next? Oh, what uh, happens? Next, you guys, after you've gone 
uh, through the moist juiciness of going up on each other. You go down on each other. Well, this Which is, is where you kind of clean things Sahara up. Sahara Desert down there. You uh, you suck up all the fluids and swallow. Oh. It's time to take things off. Uh, Nathan, what did you watch? Can um, you guess? Yeah, can you guess? Yes. Poultry Geist? Fuck no. no. Keep guessing. Mom and Dad <laughs> saved the world. <laughs> No. That sounds that sounds mm. delicious. No, we didn't watch that. <sighs> nope. I was around. Does that give you a clue? That means it was the thing. We Why would you watch the, the thing? thing? John Carpenter's The Thing. Daniel said he had things to talk to us about Antarctica, so I watched a movie about Antarctica. Well, how oh. how appropriate indeed. Cheating bitch. Your <laughs> list sucks now. No, it's got the invitation on it. It's looking up. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I watched The Thing, and Daniel wanted me to watch this because it's a goddamn classic, and it's one of his favorite movies. And it's great. It's fucking solid. It's pretty good. Yeah. Great goop. Yeah, no, the special effects are really, are done really well, especially for a time frame. But then again, we always seem to say that about these movies from the late 70s and early 80s, don't we? That they actually seem, it actually seems to be maybe like a renaissance for that kind of thing. Special effects, models, mm-hmm. goop, all that stuff. It's looks like pre, fucking... just pre-CGI. Yeah, like late yeah. 70s, early 80s. It all looks fucking fantastic, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it makes you wonder, just do that. Like yeah. it look, a, a, a goopy dummy looks better than shitty CGI. Yeah, just, it does. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. A few things I would point out is that I think that the thing, like Daniel in the past, you've said to me how much you appreciate isolation in movies, and I think this movie kind of defines isolation yeah, when you see that they have to put like ropes between buildings because late at night when it snows, you get lost just going between buildings. <laughs> I didn't pick up that detail, but yes, yeah. it just it just feels like they really encapsulate, especially you know when Blair goes to town with his axe on the uh, on all the equipment. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> they have to put him in his little, yeah. his little dunce shed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, isolation like becomes a really serious thing, you know. Um, there's some, there's a few bits of cheese, but it's really great cheese. Like, uh, Kurt Russell screwing up Norwegians and Swedes. Yeah. That goddamn Swedes. Well, the opening sequence of him, like, playing chess with oh. the computer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's got the right amount of arrogance and ignorance as a main character. Like, ass, asshole, like, nonchalant about things. Willing to destroy a computer because he's a cheating bitch. Like, yeah. yeah, like, literally, Kurt, you just got here. Maybe you want that computer tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe. But, but I love that. Stereotypical, like, black guy roller skating and smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he, he continues to call them Swedes, though, and then the guys around him are, like, Norwegians. Norwegians, yeah. Yeah, uh, like, uh, you know. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, though, it's like late at night, you like pull the blinds up, you're in an Antarctic research station, and then you hear that sound effect kick (laughs) off. (laughs) Deep in the darkness, a silhouette. Fucking Norwegians out there. Or I guess Swedes. It's more Swedes, really. Scandinavians, anyway. Um, Yeah, and I love love the stuff with Blair, because they're like, where's Blair? You know, when they're trying to find him. (laughs) And then he like you just see this figure run out of the helicopter with his axe in his hand running into the into the facility. This frumpy bodied man. Yeah, I actually pictured like because they were all at the time when they were asking where Blair was. They were all standing around like a fire pit or whatever, or I guess they were burning something. I forget. 
Maybe it was one of the yeah, they were burning alien bits. Shit. Maybe it was one of the alien bits or yeah. something. But anyway, they're like, "Where's Blair?" And I just picture, and they just kind of show, like John Carpenter turns the camera on the other side of the fire, and there's emptiness there. But it pans up, and I was kind of hoping that it would be Blair, <laughs> you know, just slowly panning up on Blair and having Blair to say, "Hey guys, what? What's going on?" I'm Blair. <laughs> I'm Blair. <laughs> um, yeah, and just you know. Other cheesy things like uh, how Wilford Brimley is like asking the computer very detailed questions, yeah. and it just produces the correct answer on this yeah. very primitive interface. That's just like, oh, well, the percentage of this uh, taking over the entire human race is this two hundred and yeah, twenty five thousand yep. hours. Yeah, it's programmed for this exact thing. It's like total <laughs> total U.S. population takeover seventy three weeks. Yeah. But it's very it's constructed very well, and it slowly builds uh, paranoia in this slow burn, which I'm sure when you've seen the movie several times, maybe it gets on your nerves a little bit. But the first time you go through it, it every decision that they make in the movie as characters is very logical decisions that they make. Like you, like their 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 test that they decide to do with the blood seems very logical, and then they come across the fact that the blood's already been tainted or the cabinet's been. Uh, vandalized so they you know then have to change up and ask well who has access to that and you find out who that is so yeah you would separate those people and you try to figure it out and you know later they start doing a three-person buddy system and that makes sense too because you know one like a two-person buddy system (laughs) if one person owns the other guy then they're going to come back both as aliens so it's just it's it seems like every decision that is made out of the paranoia is also logical and it just slowly yeah it just like it builds and builds and builds with the, with the anxiety and the paranoia and you buy into it and it takes you for an awesome ride. And yeah, it's probably John Carpenter's best movie. That's what Great most of the, fucking movie. that's what most of the reviewers say on Rotten Tomatoes. I didn't pull one tonight cause they all kind of say the same thing, like far and away the best film of John Carpenter's career and you know, both outstanding special effects and it's better than anything else he's done. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I think it is the best that he's done. And I don't know what he thinks himself personally. But yeah, it's like a great, it's a great like isolationist whodunit, can't trust anybody, murder mystery plus 80s schlocky gore <laughs> movie yeah. like, combined. And it's a great little mix. It's really tight. And it also makes me understand the uh, prequel remake more as well because I watched that one before this. And although now I realize that like the block of ice uh, at the Norwegian camp that's in the remake prequel and they changed the Norwegian camp to a non-Norwegian <laughs> camp I guess in the remake prequel but whatever I think it's more like the other camp inspired the new movie right I can't I can't remember there's there's a lot of Norwegians in that prequel remake thing so I, I have to see it again I oh, can't remember maybe maybe it was like a blend then of Norwegians <laughs> I like how the credits are just Norwegian and Norwegian. Norwegian number one. Yeah. Norwegian yeah. flying <laughs> yeah. helicopter. Yeah. But another thing, too, I wanted to quickly point out, just because I thought it was funny, was, like, at, as the movie opens up, you're just like, why are they shooting at that dog? No. Is that a dog that or is it a wolf? Why are they shooting at the dog? That's yeah, so that's mean. That's what everyone says. Yeah. Like, why, why is the guy, like, trying to sniper this dog? And then as the movie progresses, you become more and more okay with their decision making. Like, no. Okay. No, it's, it's time to kill the dog. No, it, it's time to kill all the dogs. <laughs> well, that's not a dog. It's the... Yeah. No, it's a fucking alien. You know what? <laughs> you should just kill Blair. You should just kill Blair at this I'm point. I'm so upset when they put the bad dog in with all the other oh, dogs. I'm like, I'm no, so the sad. other dogs are good. Yeah. yeah. Don't kill all the dogs. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Guys, he acts. He axe murdered all the equipment and took shots at you with a with a gun. Just kill him. Just kill him. Don't keep him in the shed. Just end it. Uh, it, it Light yeah. that shit on fire. It was it was, a, it was a very satisfying moment when we got to go see it at the at Alamo Draft House on the big screen, mm. because the part that makes everyone jump when they watch it at home it still works in the in the movie theater. It's when the doctor is like getting ready to do the uh, he has those like like cardiac electrical pads oh, his stomach right, the, like the stomach teeth his chest and his arms just go oh, yeah. into his chest and his arms get bitten off uh, yeah it's either They're that or the six inches out of their seat that part's great that scene and also the blood scene where kurt russell is like testing oh. all the blood and, the, and great editing in that scene too because as they test blood and they come across the first guy that's actually they don't know if the test is going to work right and then it fucking works and then after that like the minute that they test the blood you know, it cuts to the guy like away from the couch, untied, holding <laughs> a flamethrower, holding the flamethrower for him or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Because until then, they just leave them all tied up until they all experience the, you know, what that means. <laughs> Great movie! Stuff. Thank you so much, Daniel. Yep, solid entry, wonderful experience. More of that. Yes, I'll watch it again. Yes, I'll recommend it. Please put more like that on my list. Duly noted. Intern, would you like to take a guess at what I watched? I you think watched. you and Amanda watched Brothers. <gasps> we did not watch Brothers. What did you watch? We watched Chelsea's favorite on our list. Road to Perdition. Road to Perdition. Yeah. What a rare treat to see Tom Hanks murdering people. Oh my <laughs> yes. god. That's what I kept. That was like that was the that was the theme of my brain the whole movie. I'm so used to Tom Hanks being like a goody goody. Or like an innocent guy, or even if he's bad, he's just like a little bit slimy, a little bit of a liar. But like straight up mowing dudes down with Tommy guns. Holy shit. That was a nice change of pace. Ah. Oh. Isn't this like the greatest comic book movie? Yeah, I, I thought it was uh, uh, from a comic book. Graphic novel. Yeah, and yeah, and I, and I, and I will say that I think, I think our reactions were similar, right, Amanda? Like we were... Yeah. We, were, we were getting into it and we were expecting like, oh, great, he's going to like bring his son into the business and it's going to be this coming of age thing. And then, bam, it's a fucking revenge story. <laughs> yeah. It takes this like awesome twist about 15 minutes, 20 minutes in or so. And it's like, oh, I was like falling asleep in my chair and like now I'm 100 percent into this movie. And and it was great. We had a great time with it. You started making correlations between it and another movie. Oh, right. Oh, right. What I wanted to talk about from the beginning of the episode. <laughs> this Road to Perdition is John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in it, a classic old-timey way, yeah. It's, it really is. I mean, think about it. So he's on a revenge mission. Um, these people have killed his wife. Although John Wick's you know, wife was already dead, blah, blah, blah. But, like, you know, you killed the love that I had in the world. Now I'm on a mission to kill you. I'm going to destroy the things that you care about, which is your money, your power, your influence. Like John Wick sets everything on fire yeah, in the your, church. Your, in, your infrastructure. I'm going to kill yeah, that. Yeah, I'm going to go around and like steal all of your money out of every bank that you have. And and even though he has no beef with Paul Newman and Paul Newman has no beef with him and he only has beef with the guy's son, he's like, I will fucking murder you to get to your son if you don't give him to me. And that's totally John Wick. Same, same story. And then when he finally gets to the sun in both movies, Road to Perdition, John Wick, no talking, no bullshit, just bam, bam, I'm done. 
mm-hmm. with the person that I was after. Oh, yeah. Now, the more you guys talk about it, the more I remember specific <laughs> things about it. Now, it's true. Um, there's scenes in right. Road but to Perdition. Course, as we describe this, we, uh, we, of course, mean that we think John Wick is lifting a little bit from... Yeah, we think they're stealing from Road to Perdition. I mean, it was obviously the predecessor. Oh, but they the chose, better, you know. chose good things to steal. That's yeah. fine. I'm just, I'm sitting here thinking about the fact that, in my opinion, there are scenes from Road to Perdition that could be isolated as, like, one of the greatest scenes in movie history to me. That rain shit? The rain scene where he yeah. mows down Paul Newman yeah. in the rain is just so fucking beautiful. beautiful. It's beautiful. And French like, has never been so beautiful. And, and Daniel Craig in this movie, like you sit there and you go, "That's fucking James Bond, <laughs> Jesus Christ!" Yeah, what? This a was before James Bond. This is before James Bond. Yeah, drug-addled pussy. And yeah. then I loved the little lurch in my gut that I had when I was when the movie was, you know, essentially over. And I was like, "Whatever happened to Jude Law?" Jude Law, <laughs> so <laughs> good in this movie. His fucking nails. Ugh. Yeah, he's got long nails. Yeah, there's a little so bit of a, creepy. what was that, De Niro uh, uh, devil movie, Angel Heart. It's a little bit of that <gasps> in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, there's a lot of silence with Tom Hanks, like even as he's exacting his revenge, not just in the scene where he kills Daniel Craig or he gets to him. Um, he just, he, he doesn't really explain why the revenge needs to take place because the son's with him the whole time, right? Like he just... He goes about his business the way that a gentleman or a man of honor would. <laughs> the way that a gentleman would. Yeah, and I think John Wick's the same way. He doesn't really explain why the revenge needs to take place to anybody ever. He just there's, like there's just an imbalance, and it has to be corrected. Yeah, the audience knows like this bad shit happened. Like they would have killed his other son and him if they were all in the house at the same mm-hmm. time. Like mm-hmm. you didn't do that, and now you pay, and that's all there is to it. Boom. Yep. And then just in case you were like. You know, I do love dark Tom Hanks. Can you give me just like a moment of levity, though? And then it's like him teaching his son how to drive the getaway car. <laughs> and you're like, there it is. That's all I needed. Go back to killing people. Thank you. And then even the reality of it, too, that that's not, you know, you know, he doesn't he doesn't get to win at the end. Right. Right. No, every, yeah, everyone. Yeah. You know, Shakespearean mob shit. And, and the kid, the son, he's in uh, uh, Everybody Wants Some. No. Awesome. What? Yeah, yeah he's, he's like the crazy guy that loses at ping pong. No fucking way. <laughs> yeah. Like he's a baby. Yeah, he's a baby in this movie. Yeah. So you guys liked it. Yeah. Yeah, we enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, we really, really, really There's only one it. thing for certain. Uh-huh. None of us are going to reach heaven. Yeah. I was so excited for you guys to watch this movie. And every episode after episode, I was like, oh, they didn't watch it. It's a little bit long. But it is. it's thoroughly enjoyable. I, I, I understand your hesitation, but... I'm glad you liked it. Mm-hmm. Made everybody yep. happy. Usually down for revenge, so can you, yeah, hard to go wrong. Cool. All right, well, let's listen to the uh, the intern yak his face off. Uh, intern. I haven't prepared a. Uh, let's see here. What do we got, uh, Chelsea? Why uh, don't, why don't you call. choose? <gasps> let's can we call. call? Can we call our way into this one? Call you want to call him? Okay. Yeah. Take us uh, away, intern. <laughs> back home. <laughs> Archive update 37. This is episode 37. This uh, probably has a movie I think Nathan 
might have enjoyed the most out of all the movies that he's seen that have been part of Trailer Park Podcast. Don't I think that might suspense. be true. I could be wrong. Uh, trailer oh, number one, yep. which is not that movie, no. was Black Mass. Terrible movie. Uh, Great trailer. Trailer though. number two. Fucking garbage movie. Great trailer. No Escape. Oh, yeah. Uh, some Traction. This yeah. episode is full of Traction. Traction. Traction-y, yeah. Uh, trailer number three, we got our sh- uh, Shia the Man. The Visit. Um, some hashtag FOFF. And next we had Pawn Sacrifice. Oh, Toby. Some Tobes. Tobes McGuire's. And, uh, and then what I think Nathan has talked about the most, Sicario. Mm-hmm. Some uh, Villeneuve penis. Fucking Morgan on this fucking chart. And me and Amanda aren't. Yeah, Morgan yeah. participated on this episode. I forgot that Morgan, Morgan showed up participated. for this episode. Uh, so we'll start at the beginning. Black Mass was, uh, in my opinion, a piece of garbage. The best trailer for the year. It was a great trailer. It was tense. It was so it was good. An awesome trailer. Shitty and movie. And that scene in the movie wasn't as good, which <laughs> is <trailer>. fucked up. <laughs> It's true, Because man. that trailer was the scene. I've never been more disappointed by a movie and a trailer, uh, I don't know, com- comparison or What's part- partnership. The uh, yeah, Man of Steel was probably second because Black, yeah, Black Mass was, was worse. The movie was worse than the Ugh. Man of Steel so experience. The story of Whitey Bulger is, is like boring. right. Like there is a lot of great information to pull from this. There's a great story in here. No. There like if you were to read his story, you'd think I could make this into a great movie. Did you read his story? No. Okay. Just checking. But it seems like there's a lot going on that they could have pulled from and and it didn't work out. It wasn't the worst movie. It wasn't as bad as, you know, Hunting the Legend mm. or Leprechaun Origins. Are you talking about the Sasquatch classic? Yeah. Hunting the Legend? That's going to be Christmas presents for everyone next year. Oh. I can't wait since yeah. having Finding Nemo on my shelf. <laughs> it's probably going to be uh, on Anyway, my shelf. Black Mass, uh, we were all excited. Nathan, Daniel, you were worried about Johnny Depp's eyes, but excited. Morgan was just excited. I was super duper excited. Super duper excited. And this who got points, low, intern? Low, low, plus one. Nobody gets points. No one gets fucking mm-hmm. points. Because it's garbage. Good. So no escape. Next. Direction. What is it? Uh, refresh my memory on the direction. Drama, drama action, action. Oh, right <laughs> come on Nathan you were Owen Wilson is 10 years out of Draction excited oh, okay. Daniel got more on board with the trailer with this trailer because you'd heard that people didn't like it mm. and then we watched the trailer and you were excited Morgan had the biggest sigh I've ever heard on TPP <laughs> and then said excited <laughs> <laughs> and I, I got really happy about th- them throwing kids off buildings um, mm. so I watched this a little while ago and I enjoyed it. I thought it was tense in the right parts, which was most of the movie. (laughs) I think Owen Wilson was really good and I think his whole family was really good. Pierce Brosnan was like James Bond, but that's my only problem. Didn't he come into this, didn't he come into things like as a proto action star and then quickly slid into comedy? Yeah, um, like, well, he was, like, was behind f- enemy lines. Yeah, behind yeah. enemy lines. Remember that? that was so we weird. Talked about. That was quite a few years removed from that behind enemy lines, though. Behind enemy lines was, like, 
mid 90s i know i think they were like going back to it they're like you did it before Owen. you fucking did it before <laughs> and he did like comedy action he did the jackie chan stuff yeah some you know new so he's new he's been kicks, a part of the action whatever um i recommend people watch this did anyone has anyone seen this absolutely not not yet i plan on it i liked it and i could see where people probably don't like it but i i felt this was authentic performance from the whole family and there were parts that actually like made me think that if i was in this situation it would be fucked up and i'd be dead (laughs) (laughs) um i'd recommend it to everyone we were all excited we all get a point it's a plus two wow rotten tomatoes gave this 45 percent imdb gave it a 6.8 this is a weird episode for imdb and uh rotten tomatoes ratings anyway the visit daniel you watch this Mm-hmm. Very recently, in fact. What would you give it on the scale? Um, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, like a, you know, a one or something. Uh, my reaction to it was like the same way that I react to a lot of M. Night stuff, which was, you know what? You For like two or three parts of this movie, small contained scenes, you are really able to generate a fucked up, creepy, horrifying feeling. But as a whole... Everything is just like muddled and falls apart. There's a bunch of cheesy bullshit and it never quite comes around to what it's supposed to do. But you isolate those scenes and they're like kind of astonishing, but together, so, mess. So he apparently has three different cuts of this film. Yeah. One is a true horror. The next one is a comedy. And the third one is this one. Yeah. That in means, the middle. Yeah. This is the, And you can tell. Minutes. And I want to watch either the comedy or the horror, preferably the actual horror, because there's moments where you do, like, it's fucked up. Yeah, no, there's a handful of parts where I was like, holy shit, that's, that, was, that was fucking well done. And then we yeah. put a, like, found footage, a teenage boy d- doing a rap about his grandmother, and you're like, why? Why, why M. Night? Yeah, the, yeah, that was uh, annoying. There's obviously a twist, because it's Shalaman, and when that happened, I didn't even give a shit. Which is weird because it seemed like it was building to that being something that would actually move me. And I didn't feel anything. I gave it a minus one because of the found footage. I feel like you could see that twist coming for a while. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't, though. I don't really think about movies. I don't think too much about the future of what's going to happen when I'm watching a lot of them. Uh, Anyway, Daniel, uh, you and everyone besides myself was uh, worried. I was excited. Which means it's uh, two to two to two to one for points. <laughs> this is a Carver three-way where you took over. Yeah. Um, fourth one, Pawn Sacrifice. Nathan, did you watch this? I did not. I was hesitating. Yeah. Looks like I should continue to hesitate. I would uh, recommend just watching the documentary that I talked about on this, which is Bobby or, Fischer against the world. Or searching for Bobby Fischer, which is a candidate for Daniel's just, burden list, and will eventually find its way on there doesn't relate to this story at all yeah i know um, but it has bobby fisher yes, in the title good, so i guess it relates that way because it says the name bobby fisher good movie uh <laughs> anyway this movie is perfectly mediocre if you want to watch something that you'll forget about this is one for you isn't, <laughs> isn't that toby isn't that toby though isn't toby mcguire perfectly forgettable perfectly forgettable yeah isn't that a zero isn't that uh, who he is isn't toby a zero no because so there's something there except in there wonder is boys a little something okay I think if someone who was obsessed with Bobby Fischer, they might enjoy this. I think Tobey Maguire should have quit after Wonder Boys. 
Yeah? Yeah. I think you should have just walked away from acting in general. Oh, wait. No. After Brothers. Sorry. Damn. There, there it is. There it is. <laughs> uh, we were all excited. Nobody got points. Mm. Uh, so it's still two to one. Real weak uh, episode. For everyone. Great lineup. Weak points. Uh, you said at the beginning of this episode that this was the greatest hey, lineup hey. ever. Shh, 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 shh. Tonight. <laughs> Tonight was the greatest lineup ever. Right. But you did end on a positive note with Sicario, hmm. which I think Daniel and Amanda were not too keen on watching when we were all together there in Calgary, or it seemed that way. Well, it's it's Villeneuve. What did we vote Everyone was excited, and uh, I've seen this movie a lot, and Villeneuve just pulls you in. Everything about this movie, the more I watch it, the more I like it, which I think is going to be a running theme with all of his movies, Um, except for maybe the next one. I don't know. We'll see. Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. I just uh, find myself a little bit less interested. I'm more excited for Dune. Yeah, the trailer had the the new trailer has that Harrison Ford reveal, which they already kind of did in the Force Awakens reveal. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm kind of waiting for the new trailer for Blade Runner. First one didn't do it for me. I I didn't think the first one was that bad. It's not bad, but I think there's something better coming. I'm kind of holding out. Fair enough. So I win. uh, (laughs) It was a Carver (laughs) three-way tie. Oh, fair enough. So I win. I win. (laughs) No, so, uh, you don't. No. Three to three to three to two. Yeah. Um, and Would the you... only thing that really happened here with percentages overall is that I dropped two, but I'm still in the lead. Okay, great. Good yeah. Good talk. Um, Sicario, you give it a plus three? Yes. Yeah, me too. And I will mention quickly that Amanda and I watched Passengers. Oh, really? Me too. I heard that their chemistry was actually decent. Their chemistry is decent. The problem is the movie tries to do like four different things when it should really just settle on doing one really well. Mm. And it doesn't. And it kind of leaves its most like interesting storyline behind after a little while. And it just dumps around and then it kind of, I don't know, it falls apart. Which is a shame because there are some genuinely charming moments in there. Like when the two of them are awake and uh, Pratt, you know, not to give too much away, has been awake first for a little bit. But he's like low class citizen or whatever <laughs> has she's breakfast she's high class so he has to eat like garbage every day because the computer locks him out and then she just like instantly is like oh yawn a gourmet breakfast and he's just like eating like rice cubes <laughs> and there's all this like, they, they, it is very charming watching the two of them interact which is why i wish it might have been handled by someone with uh, a little more focus and what does that say about the director then because he did imitation game and he did that well yeah i don't know he should have uh uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he wanted to do too much. He didn't have the time or the money or he got too many production notes. You well, could see where it wanted to be like this love story, this epic space fantasy, this uh, tumultuous th- th- action thriller. And it was like all of the above and none of the above. You know what I mean? I often wonder with the whole director cinematographer uh, relationship, how much of it is the director and how much of it is the cinematographer or the writer or, you know, the other elements going into the movie. Like, it's very possible that he just happened to sit down in the director's chair of a movie that had a lot of great people working on it. And it was focused in a direction, you know, almost without him having to do it. And it just ended up where it did because so many great people were involved. And then you move on to a new project and they throw you in the chair and tell you to hire whoever you're going to hire and you produce something completely differently and it exposes who you are 
Yeah. And the trailer we saw earlier with Lawrence Fishburne just made me think about this movie as well because that fucker is just popping oh. up all over the place. A little vagabond, yeah. little gap-toothed vagabond. <laughs> just getting like the little mini rolls. Yes. He's like, we just need you for a scene, yeah. Lawrence. Oh, he pops I... out in a dirty robe and nat- neck fat rolls and he's ready yeah. to go. Intern, can I tell you a quick story? Yeah. Daniel once told me that people with separations in their front teeth are like nasty sexually in bed. <laughs> so now yeah. every time I see a person with a separation in their teeth, I start to think about them sexually. That's a, that's good. It's really fucked up. Fishburn has sort of I a know. I know. It's sexual history. It's because of you. Because every time I look at these people, I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, there's a separation in his teeth. Oh, he's nasty in bed." Oh what god. Slut. That's oh, a that. slut. You got a slut teeth. It's fucking with me. Oh god, it's fucking with me. <laughs> that's awesome. It's 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 uh Kind of like, what's the word? It's stupefyingly consistent, that physical trait. Oh, wow. Um, I'd like to... <laughs> Chelsea's in the background. She says, some people get braces and have that shit fixed. Yeah, and then, and then they have hidden know. sluttery. And they have hidden, oh, they have yeah. hidden sexual issues. Um, Nastiness. I want to talk about something really quickly, <laughs> and I'm not going to ruin anything, but... If you want to have a good time with your ladies, mm. I think you should go watch La La Land. Ah, I intend and to feel good about life. I intend to. It's. Uh, I don't think I've ever left the movie theater being happy before. Just like genuinely happy. I was just left and was like, yeah, it feels just a good. A couple of times, Sophie's Choice, Alive. So leave it. Leave it to my parents though. They went and saw La La Land and they were like, hmm, I don't get it. You know, I they think don't, he was homosexual. They don't have very much chemistry, and they don't know how to sing or dance. Oh god! And and uh, and I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, no. Well, we're from an era where people knew how to sing and dance. And I'm like, okay. Well, we, we prefer Australia. Yeah. And I, gentlemen, went to go see Manchester by the Sea and Jackie. Daniel, you'll be happy to know that neither of these movies will be making an appearance on your burden list. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> Oh, oh, great. This is oh, like God. so worried. <laughs> Thank God. If if one of them did, it would be Manchester. But I don't think I'll do either. Because... Uh, Casey Affleck? Although I enjoyed both of them, I don't think that you would appreciate either of them. And putting them on there would just be uh, a wasted, tired conversation. So, <laughs> and my parents trashed on La La Land, and they went and saw Jackie with me. And afterwards they said... Uh, La La Land is better than Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, a lot of people have problem with Jackie because it doesn't show her as how people got to see her on TV. And it doesn't show her in the most recent take on the whole JFK conspiracy, which is that she's the one that shot him. Right. And on that note, uh, please visit sadsackstudios.com, trailerparkpodcast.com, 100lunatics.com, Follow at T Park Podcast. Follow at 100 Lunatics. Follow at the intern TPP and become a part of the cool million. We don't have a rewards membership, but we might create one. Send us an email trailerparkpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Jackie killed JFK. <laughs> it's true. If you just look at the bullet trajectory, Nathan. <laughs> you live in Dallas. Have you been to the book depository? I know I have not. Dude, do it.
It's clear. It's clear no. that she reached across the back of the seat. Can you go there? Out of her purse. You live there. You live there. Can you go there? Can you take pictures? Can you send them? Such a fascinating moment in history. We want some visuals. It's true. You One of the go very there. few presidents to have been assassinated was assassinated right here in the city I live in, Nathan. Yeah, you should go and chill on that grassy knoll. Dude, you live you live in you the city with research. the grassy knoll. You should go stand on the grassy knoll and make jokes. I mean, a president killed here. A bunch of cops were killed here recently. <laughs> you should fucking do it. Just and, prep, Daniel. And all of you should listen to all of our back catalog because we're fucking hilarious. And this show is fucking fantastic. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.